0: To open a text document just to categorize all the media I've consumed in the last two weeks. To be clear, I
1: said, "Give me two shakes of a lamb's tail." It was my way of saying I'll be back in like twenty seconds.
2: Oh, okay. I've I've, I've heard that.
0: I figured, but I just heard the lamb's tail, and I'm like, "What the fuck?"
2: <laughs> Must be something violent. But violently tear off a lamb's tail.
3: <laughs> Chew it I've off died. with
2: your teeth. <laughs> I've got grapes, water,
1: chamomile tea, and red wine. I feel pretty good. That's that's a pretty good combination. I know. I'm ready for a decadent podcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm ready to luxuriate in the carnal delights of chatting with you all about video games. This is
2: the highest class podcast that you're going to find, really.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm just lowering them into my mouth now. Oh.
2: Oh. They're really ripe, too. Just, done. like, the perfect amount. Do the grapes match the wine? <laughs> well, they're both red. Okay. I don't need
1: green grapes. Ugh. Well, I will eat green grapes if those are the grapes available to me. If those are, are the main
2: only main ones available, <laughs> sure, but I'm not really
1: a fan. Yeah, we'll go red grapes if you're making a choice. Green grapes if... Well, they are well, grapes. What's I do. the difference, honestly? It is different. The red grapes are a little
0: sweeter, um... I think I like the green ones more. Mm, okay.
2: It's okay if it you have no taste. It's okay.
0: <laughs> I, I'm, i like, super sensitive to sweet stuff.
1: Mm. So I like the green ones more. I'm super sensitive to wanting to eat sweet stuff all the time. That's why all yeah, my that's... tea has, like, four teaspoons of sugar in it.
2: Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I bet your dentist, dentist loves just... you.
1: Oh, yeah, they weren't happy enough. Yeah. <laughs> I told you I got eight. Cav- it, it went up to eight. Oh, it said Seven. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then the last one they said, all right, we got, we have three more. Oh, I thought you was seven. No, we have eight. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, good. It's, it's yeah. I get I get the same kind of doctor's visits because I have a weird hereditary thing where the enamel on my teeth didn't grow on right and it's not oh. developed right. So it's just like, oh, hey, cool. These things can just break if you eat ice cream. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus! <laughs> good stuff. That's, a That's actually the la the last time I broke a tooth was ice cream. Oof. I'm not even kidding. It's Just like what, what the that fuck happened? It gets cold and just. Whoop. I have no idea. Like I said, it's <laughs> just it. My teeth are like like it. Ha- it was with like, with my grandma and my dad both had the same issue. Wow. Like mm-hmm. my dad lost all his teeth by the time he was thirty.
0: Oh, oh no.
3: <laughs>
2: he eventually like he just had them taken out. He just said fuck it and had them taken <laughs> out. Because it's just like it's only gonna get worse for you. It's like I would do that, but I don't have twenty five thousand oh. dollars.
1: Yeah, my teeth problems are of my own design. Mm. I think. I yeah. think it's fairly safe to say. And then they told me. And then they told they, I said, like, should I stop? And they said, Well, do what you want. Just floss. <laughs> and I was like, Okay, I'll floss. Floss. And I'll is keep floss. I, do, I floss now. Yeah.
0: Okay. You haven't.
2: You haven't <laughs> flossed since childhood.
0: Mm. God, he cleans his teeth them. like he cleans his toasters.
2: <laughs> he just buys <laughs> new ones.
1: <laughs> toaster ovens. You kept saying that. I don't I have know. a
2: toaster. I have a toaster oven because I'm civilized. Well, see, it's funnier if I exaggerate it as a toaster. See, that's a thing people don't get about a lot of my humor is I like to exaggerate it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I make it funnier. It's like, yeah, I know you were saying toaster oven, but it's funnier if I say you <laughs> don't know how to clean a toaster and that. You would rather just buy a new one every time it dies.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: No, that makes sense. No, right. yeah, it's just like, oh shit, this has a little bit of breadcrumbs in it. Time to go buy a new toaster. <laughs> that's bread.
1: Right. Or an exaggerating, like the weird, my weird sadism stuff. Yes. That's all exaggerated. Totally. Oh,
2: it's totally exaggerated. <laughs> we, all, we all totally believe that that's an exaggeration. But you know what's not an exaggeration? Uh-oh. The fact that we live in a post episode 100 world for this beautiful podcast that we host the Sox cast. So
3: welcome I to ep-
2: we... <laughs> So welcome to episode 101 brought to you as always by Moon Pies. Moon Pies. 9 out of 10 orthodontists agree they're better than toothpaste. <laughs> it's
0: true. That's a John got eight
2: cavities. <laughs> I thought that it. I thought that that kind of tied real thematically into where we were uh, in conversation. Yeah. There, so worked out. Yeah, that.
1: and the and the part that we weren't recording.
2: Yeah. No, we're, <laughs> we're, we really got everything. We that. got everything. We're good. We're good. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. So, hey, how's it going? Welcome. We're we're still doing this for some reason. I know, Sox even
1: cast. though we hit our goal.
0: Season two, the
2: curse is lifted.
0: Yep, season two just started. Just kicked off. Well the goal is to get a sponsor, right? Oh, sponsored by Moon Pies, right. We're sponsored by Moon Pies. Yeah.
2: Boy. It's just yep. (laughs) Sorry. This podcast is delicious grapes. It's it's just as free flowing and (laughs) (laughs) and smooth as butter as it has always been. I was about to compliment you on that just particularly
1: well constructed and organic intro, (laughs) Polly. I had to fuck it up. That's what I do here.
2: Nice work. Nice work. So, the one fucking it up is, of course, the person to my immediate virtual right.
3: And He'll
2: swear tough. at you if he gets the chance.
0: It's Rhett. <laughs> is that a reference? That's a Mike Man reference, right? No. No. No, it's not. No.
2: It's a Kendrick Lamar reference. Oh. Yeah. I'm so surprised Rhett didn't grab, grab that one. <laughs> My friends are idiots. <laughs> I listened to what you linked me. Had a good time. How's going Rhett? It's going. It's going. It doesn't sound like it. You are not on the ball in terms of being ready for a podcast at all. It doesn't sound like.
0: Look, I put like twenty hours into Xenoblade this weekend already. I'm sorry. I'm. Sorry. I think I'm in the last dungeon
2: we'll find out <laughs> but we'll i think they out.
0: procedurally generate more the further you get so we'll see i think cuz cuz no one has ever, ever actually finished this game yeah It just... it eventually just becomes a roguelike and the numbers are just infinitely growing mm. that's yeah
2: that's how that's how that goes thank you Tenger Gemini for the subscription um, to my immediate virtual left he's violent jay and he's back like a vertebrae <laughs> it's John Thayer hey how's it going
1: Live in uh, living the dream.
2: Live in the dream. Just like, live in the dream. I caught
1: an image that was two wolves inside you arguing over how to respond to someone. How you doing? One is, it's going. And the other is, in living the dream. So that made
2: me happy when that, that <laughs> I did I, that. I, I heard you say there are two wolves inside you. And then just knowing that it's John Thire, I was just like, uh-oh. This could go <laughs> real wrong real fast if I don't stop it. And I failed to stop it. Thankfully, it wasn't what I was thinking where he was gonna go with that.
0: He ate two wolves one time as well. Oh, yeah, that wouldn't. <laughs> that last me. camping trip took a turn. Oh,
1: you see, you see, Rhett went in a different direction with it. I thought I was getting like fucked by two wolves at the same time. Was where it, where. It oh, oh, there Jesus. you go, there you go,
2: <laughs> there you go. I was well, thinking <laughs> of
1: vor. I was honestly thinking of vor thing. <laughs> That's where I went first, and then I thought, oh, wait a minute, that has a more obvious reason, and then went back, and then, yeah. Kind of Not the whole even journey. five minutes <laughs> okay, into we're season back in
2: two, it. and we've got Vore and Bestiality. We are on the yeah. right track. I'm sure Squarespace is going to be beating down the door <laughs> to sponsor us any second now. Any second now. So, hey, guess what? We're going to try some things uh, going forward in the show, I think. Yeah? Yeah, you know, to kind of spice things up a bit since we you know, we're 100 episodes into this thing. Maybe it's time to kind of you know, switch things switch things up how you do them every now and again or at least, you know, how we handle uh, a few things. So you know how like sometimes like one of us will be doing something and maybe one or two other people in the community will be doing it as well? You know how that happens? Mm-hmm. How how we sometimes end up uh interacting with the same bits and Bobbles of Media. You know how that sometimes happens? Like how when I tried playing Atelier and then everyone joined in with the everybody time. was playing it for a week afterward. Like, yeah, like, remember how that happened? John, oh, that you didn't so even fun. join
0: yourself in playing Atelier.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, when that happens, when we noticed that happening, we decided that, uh, hey, you know what? Maybe we're going to pull one of you on to the podcast for uh, a little segment on that. Uh, to kinda of just, you know, hey, maybe have a, an opinion that's not just ours or maybe it's a topic that needs somebody else. But that'll be more of a we'll come to you, don't come to us kind of thing. Uh so yeah. If you're ever <laughs> if you're ever if you're well, ever kinda of playing around with something that we're playing around with, uh, might shoot you a message and say, Hey, do you wanna be on a podcast sometime? So be on the lookout for that. Uh, so, uh, another thing we're going to try doing, uh, and we're also going to be doing that this episode, by the way, uh, the, 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 whole pulling someone in for a segment thing. So we'll see how that goes. got a dry run. You'll see how it goes. Uh, we're also, uh, it was kind of a hit, uh, having people record messages and send them to us. Uh, that was actually uh, really fun when we did that in episode 100. So we've decided, let's bring back the email segment. And have people send us uh, audio messages if they want. You can also, of course, still send us normal text messages. But if you want to be on the show sort of at the end in a different way and, you know, we have the time for the segment, we'll do an email segment and pull in an audio segment. So send us something, a message, a question, something we can bounce off of, preferably, because if you're just sending it, if you're just going to send us your hot mixtape to play, I'm going to catch on really fast, all right? (laughs) So... The instructions for doing that are send all audio messages to Polly at soxmakepeoplesexy dot net. I will repeat all audio messages go
0: to Polly at socksmakepeoplesexy dot Rhett, where do they go? Polly at socksmakepeoplesexy dot and they actually go to me. No, those don't go to you. Oh those oh those I get podcasts at socksmakepeoplesexy yes. dot. So if you want to send normal oh. if you want
2: to send normal text emails, those go to podcast at socksmakepeoplesexy dot So, Rhett if I'm going to send an audio message to the podcast, <laughs> who do I send it to?
0: Polly at SocksSpeakPeopleSexy.net.
2: Hey, John, if I'm going to send a text message to the SocksCast podcast to be right on the air, where do I send it?
0: Uh, you can't send that because
1: you, we, that's an email, not a phone number. So if you want to.
2: Oh, well, I guess you could
1: email, like text. <laughs> so, polly at SocksSpeakPeopleSexy.net, or is that a trap?
0: It's anyway. a trap. oh god I was like Mm. I
1: thought you were trying to get me for not paying attention I'm paying attention
2: John yeah (laughs) It it's just a text email
3: this is a very simple fucking question
2: question. (laughs) it wasn't even a trap it was a simple fucking question
1: and
0: you're still getting it wrong
1: (laughs) send it to polyatsocks maybe it will sexy oh my
3: god (laughs) shit (laughs)
0: Text I don't ones ones want go John Fire
3: on my podcast. I don't want John Fire on my sexy. podcast <laughs> anymore. Damn.
2: It was a trap. Rhett, where do you fucking send a goddamn email that is just to be read? <laughs> where do you fucking send it?
0: Podcast at socksbigpeoplesey.net
2: FUCKING thank you. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, Fire.
1: Guys, just so you know, if you have a text message, you send it to podcasts at socksmakingsexy.net. There we go. And if it's an audio message, Polly at net. Right?
0: Yes.
2: Hey, Rhett, okay. what have you been doing?
0: Oh, Jesus, I have to follow that. <laughs> Keep that good energy going. Appease that... me!
2: Make me feel better with the entertainment that you have entertained oh, yourself with!
0: Uh... I thought I would do a quick recap of the stuff I didn't get to talk about last episode because I had a vacation and I played through a bunch of games really quickly. All mm-hmm. right,
2: well let's let's get, uh, the, the, so, the red lightning round has begun. Lightning round.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I played through Dishonored two. I didn't like it nearly as much as the first one, which is <laughs> a shame because.
2: Sorry, somebody said something to me directly. <laughs>
0: Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go uh, ahead. Played, Dishon- <laughs> played Dishonored 2, didn't like it as much as the first one, which I was a huge fan of. This one, like, the movement stuff just didn't feel as good because I was playing as Emily this time.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And, boy, morality systems in games are real silly, it feels like. Because this game is just like, oh, you're going to kill them? Or are you are going to do the exact same thing that leaves them non-lethally impaired? Like...
3: Mm-hmm.
0: you can kill guys or you can choke them out and choking them out takes like four seconds, but like functionally exactly the same in the end.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And like, so like every move will have the kill them option, which is quicker or the choke them out option, which is slower. And it's just like, yeah, like, I don't know how much it affects the ending and stuff. Like, and the powers in this one, they get really weird. Like for Emily, one of her abilities is to like link enemies together psychically Mm -hmm. so that what you do to one will affect the other so that can be neat where it's like you tag four guys at once and then Mm -hmm. shoot a a sleep dart into one of them and they all pass out at the same time oh interesting so you can kind of efficiently maximize your use of those things the funniest thing though is like one one of the moves is like a throw so you pull an enemy towards you if you link a bunch of enemies together and then do that they'll all go flying in different directions, just kind of based relatively to how you pulled the first one. Mm-hmm. Which is real difficult when you're trying to not kill them.
2: <laughs> yeah! So it's like, yeah.
0: I pull one towards me, and then like a bunch of other guys go flying and like, fucking slam into the wall and die. And I'm like, oh, fucking inspect. See that coming? Subtle as
2: a fucking sledgehammer, that is.
0: Yeah. So I was try- I started doing le- a lethal run, and like, two missions in, I was like kind of not feeling it, so I decided to start do non-lethal.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then I found out that Emily's powers in general are way more fun if you're going lethal. Oh. I've heard she's kind of the lethal character and Corvo makes more sense to do non-lethal.
2: Mm-hmm. That's because she's but, the girl and she's too stupid to know how to do things subtly. Because oh, she's driven by, <laughs> by emotions. She's just letting her emotions get the better of her.
0: <laughs> oh, jeez. I mean, <laughs> I've seen people complaining that, like, the for the first mission of her, where you're basically you're the queen and you're being betrayed, like... Fucking yeah, I'm gonna kill everybody who like just turned on me.
2: That would that would probably be my uh, yeah my solution to that as well.
0: Since you have like literally no options at the start, there like doing the non lethal in the first mission is like basically super super hard. Mm. But then I saw people complain about like oh you've you know you're penalized the whole game because then you'll be on the lethal route and it's uh-huh. incredibly difficult to switch over. But so I did the first couple missions lethal and then like tried as hard as I could to not kill anyone, and then on the very last mission, the game clicked over to, like, the pacifist route, and I was like, yes! Wow. I fucking did it! Like, game designers don't want you doing that, but, like, somehow my kill percentage dropped below 20% or something. Overall. You know how I
2: know you didn't care much for this game? Because yeah. I, did, I didn't see you talk once about it on Twitter, and you've already said more yeah. about it here than you have on Twitter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's... More than zero, yeah. I literally didn't mention it on Twitter because I was just like, just immediately didn't feel it. Like the architecture, just the city in this one doesn't feel like it had the heart that the first game did. I don't know, mm-hmm. just everything.
3: Was this Kinda, one
1: more well regarded, like critically?
0: That I don't. Like I have no idea, name. honestly. Like okay.
2: I knew that this thing came out, <laughs> and I think it was just like, yo, is that a pin dropping? I guess it's one of those sequels where it kind of just, it came out, and people were yeah. talking about it up until it came out. Yeah. And then I didn't hear, It's like Hitman 2. Mm. Aww. <laughs> like, I know people were talking about that before it came out, and then it came out. I've heard and... more
0: about Hitman. I, I actually, <clears throat> the one thing I heard about this game is that there's a mission in it that is, like, literally the exact same concept as the mission in Titanfall 2. Mm-hmm. There are <laughs> missions in both of these games. It's And I've played Titanfall 2. It's bizarre that these came out, like, the same month, like, November 2014 or something, or maybe 2015. Both these games have a mission where you have a time travel device that lets you phase between a present and past version of an area. Hmm. And, like, it's handled exactly the same. But the thing in Titanfall, and everyone seems to like the Dishonored version more, and I have no idea why now. The, the, the
1: timefall one is, like, the one thing I hear about that game is yeah. how cool that mission is. Yeah,
3: yeah. The timefall one is cool
0: because for me because you have different sets of enemies in the past and present. So, like, if you're, you know, facing against a bunch of guys and you're about to die and you phase back into a different timeline, there might be other enemies in there so you don't immediately get, like, safe cover. Whereas in Dishonored, like, there's only enemies in one of the timelines... So mm. it's just like, okay, I'm going to knock this guy out and then immediately phase while all his friends run up and go like, oh, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like a person popped out of the nowhere and choked this guy out and then disappeared. Mm. So it was just kind of a confusing map and really easy. But mm-hmm. like just visually, it is cool because you're holding up this kind of mirror in front of you. So you can see both timelines at the same time mm. as you're walking around. It's It's so weird that both games did that the same year, though. Yeah, like literally,
2: just like within a month of releasing of one another.
0: Yeah, that's wild. Uh, So real quick, this is not a very lightning round anymore. Wonder Boy: The Dragon's Trap, the remake. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. good, but it is exactly that same game from the late '80s.
2: Yeah, they like they did a uh, a Toki remake as well. That is literally just hey, we made that, but it's (laughs) just the same exact game. Yeah,
0: like we changed it (laughs) nothing. So this one, I think they might have added dif- difficulties. Cause, so I played on the normal. There is an easier one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but And I have no idea if even normal is as hard as the original game was. But design-wise, there's a part at the end where I got to the second to last boss and was doing like literally no damage. It's like, oh, you need this sword. So I go get that sword, which was like... A hidden door and a dead end. You just randomly press up in this one spot, you know.
3: That, 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 that sure
0: is yeah. 1980s video game. Yeah, it was very much that kind of design of, like... Because if you don't know about that sword, you actually can't go back to the previous shop that has the good stuff because in this game, like, every time you beat a boss, you change forms. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So you can't go back to being Mouse Man to get, you know, this one thing that you need earlier. It's like, oh, that's... This is real rough. So I get that sword, which is the only sword in the game that for some reason lets you change forms at whim. Mm -hmm. And then, like, right before that boss on, like, my third try, one of the enemies just randomly dropped an even better sword, and I'm just like, what? Oh, (laughs) my God. I'm just like, for God's sakes, game. So, like, this second-to-last boss is by far the hardest one, because after that, like, the last boss is a total chump. I was like, oh, man. It's one of those. Yeah. But, man, it's so gorgeous, and the fact that you can switch in real time between the new and old visuals is really neat. That's the big one to me is that you have just yeah. add a button press and
2: separately change
0: the music. And the old soundtrack from the Master System version.
2: Yeah, like, the it, the, the first game I ever saw do that was um, R-Type Dimensions. Yeah. That's, it's such on, a cool effect. I have that on so, and You can switch between like the original arcade version yeah. and then there's like this really kind of blown out HD version you switch yeah. to on the fly. I know that like, Halo Master Chief Collection games did that too.
0: Yeah. Oh, cool. And, th- and this one, you, when you press, le- I think it's left trigger, like it, it kind of does a swipe from left to right, between the old, new, and old visuals. Mm. So if you just keep mashing the trigger, it'll kind of s- keep sliding back and forth oh, in the yeah, middle of the screen, weird. so you can just kind of see both at the same time. That's. <laughs> it's interesting cool. because like the hitbox is seen the same, but the perspective changes a little bit in some areas. Like the floor will be kind of made to look a slant a bit. Mm-hmm. It's very uh-huh. interesting. But, yeah, that is, it is that game from the 80s, which I was way too young to figure out at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I had it on TurboGrafx, and I would ba- basically just play the first two areas and be like, okay, this is too hard now, and quit. So I think they may have made this one a little easier. They mm-hmm. smoothed mm-hmm.
2: out a little bit of the
0: esoteric
2: progression yeah.
0: bullshit. But they didn't they didn't smooth that out. Like, it's just, like, they may have goosed the numbers a bit on, like, damage, but... Yeah. Like, hey, maybe you shouldn't take, like half your health on every hit. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's the uh, Dark Souls of Retro. Yeah. That's a neat game, though. It's cool that they did a remake for something re- more obscure than, you know, the usual. I guess Toki's even works here, Yeah, though. like,
2: Toki was just like, even <laughs> fucking weirder. I think, like, isn't that the same team doing Streets of Rage 4 as well?
0: I have no idea. I so. can't remember. Like, I think it's .EMU.
2: I'm not Uh-oh.
0: sure. Oh, that's
1: kind
2: of ringing a bell.
1: Oh, wow. They did the all the shmup ports I really like on my phone. Shmups on a phone. Yeah. yeah. Um, you just click and drag the. You click it. They, they auto fire, and then you just move the screen. <laughs> they move the button around with your. Yeah. Own,
0: the funniest thing about this game is that, like, it goes original credits, and it's like four people. Four people everyone, <laughs> And then it's like. Six people. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Like, the port. And remaster credits go on like way longer. Yeah, that shit. That's just crazy. A just lot. the way game development has been blown out so much,
3: mm-hmm. and
0: just how four people were able to make this original that was you know thirty years later, people still talking about it
1: yeah. is neat.
2: That's really cool.
0: And then lastly, uh, I got a 3DS and I played Super Mario 3D Land. Oh oh yay! That
2: game's pretty good. I liked that,
0: it. Yeah, yeah, that game's that game's cute. I, re- I just really hate the whole coin thing in the pet post game mm. of, like, oh, you want to get the true final level? You need a billion coins. Co- See, like,
3: when I played that <laughs> game,
0: like, I
2: played every level to get every coin. So yeah. it was never, like, I never got brick walled when I was playing that because I just yeah. wanted to get all the coins anyway.
0: Yeah. see like i even specifically looked up online hey do you need the coins to get to levels 9 through 16 and people were like nope and then i like, play the It's like oh actually yeah actually yeah you do yeah like the last level i looked up require like the last normal level is like 285 280, coins yeah so it's that's like three. that's oh. every coin of the game in the regular levels Plus five from the bonus levels. Like if you get yeah. every single coin, it's still not quite enough.
3: Yeah. that's kind of ridiculous. It's,
0: it's
2: like the fact that it's a requirement is ridiculous. I just did it because I was yeah. enjoying doing it. But <laughs> like when I was playing, yeah. like let's let's say Gianna Sisters Twisted Dreams, where they lock a bunch mm-hmm. of that shit behind star requirements.
0: Yeah, it, I just I hate wasn't... this as an online, as a requirement in pretty yeah. much anything.
1: Yeah, it's, it doesn't mean we're not good. Like, it, it makes it, it... it's I think it's fine for, like... You're playing through this game once very thoroughly. Yeah. Where you're like, with 3D World, I went back through every level and got all the Star Coins. With 3D Land, I did all the levels and bonus levels and did all the Star Coins. Although, with yeah. 3D Land, don't you also have to get, like, all the Golden Flags uh yeah that, so like yeah cause, yeah because i didn't there, know about that i got all the coins uh, and it didn't unlock anything and i was like okay i guess i finished the
0: game and i never got the cool level <laughs> i was like oh it's basically i guess the end of level 16 is 285 coins mm-hmm. and then beyond that is five stars on your profile which is like every single possible coin and the gold, fla- gold and the flag, gold posts, flag polls, yeah. And maybe some other stuff. That's that that's the one I'm just like, no. Like I'm not even thinking about that. Because the flag uh, post is just like, oh, now I have to replay like half the game. Yeah, like, because and, and, like you don't realize that
2: the end of stages are set up to fuck you out of that golden flagpole, oh yeah, like you
0: have to have a tanuki on, a yeah
2: wait, like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of like my my only real issue with that game is the fact that like you to t- to do basically anything in that game, you kinda always need the tanuki suit, or it's just like mm-hmm. like if you lose a tanuki suit, go back to one one, grab it again, fuck oh, see, I it. never
0: go back at like I do have fun playing with like the boomerang or the fireballs mm-hmm. as like backup stuff the, the last thing about this game holy crap small Mario's voice
3: oh, is,
0: it's... Ni- is nightmare fuel
2: <laughs> I did not expect that first time I
0: played the oh, game no. I was like so shocked when I first heard it cause I didn't get hit for like the first world probably mm-hmm. and then it happens and I'm just like oh god they just took regular Mario and pitch shifted it up and it's horrible oh, it syndrome. sounds
2: horrifying <laughs> yeah. and it's like they've never I don't think they'd ever done it before that game or after
0: that game it's wild yes it's, yeah, it's yeah. very yeah. very fucking weird this game makes me think of AstroBot a lot just because like this is a 3D platform where you, where you don't have camera control so it's like it's amazing it works as well as it does basically
1: yeah, I think like, that kind of is the best way to make 3D platformers for in a lot of ways. Yeah. for me, I think like 3D Land and 3D World are some of the best yeah. playing ones for me. This would have been
2: um, like they could have done this kind of game on the N64 to kind of transition to what Mario 64 became.
3: Yeah, and, I, th- I, mean, and I think that that
2: would have been an easier sell for a lot of people like myself who just I really hated Mario 64 for a really long time because I just didn't like the whole 3D. The, the way that the areas were set up in 3D mm. and how the game worked. But if it, you would have given me this first as kind of like a bridge and then into Mario 64, like, I would have been totally fine.
0: Mm-hmm. I think developing this, though, took that knowledge of how 3D games work over, you know, the course of 15 years to figure out, like, how could we do it without <laughs> camera control? Mm. Mm-hmm. I can see that. And I mean, Crash,
1: wasn't Crash
2: Bandicoot
3: kind of this? Mm, like in a way, no. Crash, Crash was Grid, still had fairly limited. Camera.
2: It has it has a fixed camera for most of the game. It's fairly limited, yeah. But um,
0: it, it doesn't like move kind of transitionally nearly as smoothly as this does. Like it's yeah. very either you're running towards or away from the camera, or you're on a side view. Yeah, gotcha. Like it kind of it makes ninety degree turns basically, and that's it. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. in this, like. If there's an area where you're going down, like the camera will kind of pan up and above Mario, so you're looking down. It's so classic, and it yeah, still it's very makes
2: and it, like, and it still makes sense control wise when you're playing it. Yeah. so you don't feel
0: disconnected in any way. That's the thing where I think like this is actually they make it look easy, but it's probably super hard. Probably, yeah. Also, I'm playing on a 2DS, so oops. Huh. Like, boy, is it hard to judge depth sometimes? Really, oh, I just oh. used a shadow. See, like, there's the shadow, but I think there's just subtle shading things that 3D World probably has, because mm-hmm. it's on a way more powerful hardware,
3: mm-hmm.
0: where just sometimes I'll just jump and be like, oh, I'm on this layer, and then it's like, oh, I was, like, you know, one Mario width away from it, and I just kind of jumped into the abyss. Oops.
3: Nah. No.
0: Cool. But like, not a huge deal. That game's cool. That I'm game's good. On, yeah. I'm on World 16. I need, like, 22 more coins,
2: though. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I, I'm going to have
3: to start... Have you already yeah. cleaned
2: out, like, the first eight worlds? Because those are the easiest ones you're going to get.
3: <laughs> no, that,
0: I, just, I just went back to world one to get two more. Oh, right, right. So, I don't think I'll have too much trouble. If it was going to be much worse, I was, like, going to, like... Just fuck it. Quit. Who cares? Just <laughs> fucking quit. But mm-hmm. I've been very thorough in the second set of levels.
3: Hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And a lot I
2: of the um... second set of levels is when the game actually ramps the fucking difficulty up,
0: finally. Yeah, when it gets yeah. really fun. <laughs> It's fun, me. but it's also like, oh, how many more levels are there going to be where it's a 32nd time or or I'm being chased by Yeah, Shadow the fucking Mario. Mario. Yeah,
2: the Shadow Mario levels are kind of not the best. But I didn't mind most of the other gimmicks. I like those, you know, just conceptually. I think it's Celeste just... did the same thing, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I like that. Like, I like that concept where you're like, it's both a ghost and also an obstacle.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think it's weird when people advertise this game as being like, oh, it has 16 worlds. It's like... Yeah, 9 through 16 are kind of rehash levels, though. Yeah. Like, the vast majority of them. Like, a couple of the airship ones are new, which is nice because they're not auto scrollers. But, they're
2: like, hey, there's 242 stars in Super Mario Galaxy. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> that Gal- last 120, we just kind of, I don't know. We opened the editor, and I don't know. Here's one. Here's another.
1: 999 I, I...
2: boons. Yeah, that's basically where see actually... got its ideas. I know
1: it's actually eight hundred something, but then you can buy the rest. Yep. Um, I think that I think there's a conceptual shift, where like it stopped being here's the platformer, play through it over and over until you're good enough to get through it without game overing, and into play through the platformer, and we're going to design it in such a way that you have to play everything over and over and over again <laughs> within the context of the first playthrough. Yeah. And like, I don't think either of those is necessarily like better or worse than the other like I very much like the retro just play it over and over again thing a lot better mm-hmm. just kind of instinctively but this um, 3D World I think Kirby's Epic Yarn are ones where kind of that ladder style where it actually worked for me where I was like yeah I'll just play it play it slowly Celeste is like that too mm-hmm. just play it slowly take play every level over and over again find all the doodads I or,
2: guess or you could just not play Celeste that's also an option that's a I think that's a good option awful option but yeah I like just... I finished the lesson and <sighs> then I
1: wasn't like I want to replay it over and over again now because I the context of playing it I was kind of going through levels for strawberries doing all this stuff it doesn't they don't want you to replay it a lot like old platformers do no. they want you to mm. get all those replays in in the context of that one playthrough so it feel yeah. you feel completely satisfied yeah. is the idea and some of them fuck up the ratio, like Mario
0: Galaxy or something. Where yeah, like, Mario Galaxy oh, does replay the entire game again as Luigi, and that's where I was just like, no, this sucks. Well, yeah. it's a,
2: and it's just like the and like there's no real imagination where the stars are, the green stars. They're just kind of like, oh, where's you? There, you found one under a yeah. fucking random rock on a planetoid. Good job, God, Luigi. That, that's
0: fucking odyssey. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's oh, sort of where Odyssey got the, its ideas. Yeah. but is at that, least in Odyssey, you don't get kicked out of the level.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's Oof. No, this, the second playthrough in Galaxy is, for me was miserable because then it's like, oh, here's a hundred purple coins. Okay, you find ninety nine of them. Oh, where's that? Where's that last one? Once I spent like ten minutes finding one, I was like, I am, I'm so out. <laughs> like, I, I did
2: not bother with any of the post game shit in either Galaxy game, and I was one hundred percent stoked when I finished both, because they both felt perfectly fine to me. (laughs) I
0: guess I didn't. I got real close to the last level in Galaxy 2. I don't think I actually... I I forget how that one works, but...
1: I did not finish Galaxy 2. Sorry. That's like the only mainline Mario besides Sunshine.
2: It's understandable. Like, Galaxy 2 is more boring. Galaxy 2 is more boring. Miyamoto hated Mm -hmm. the fact that the first one had a story, so he had to come in and like, no. Is that
0: true or just urban legend?
2: I... Mm, I'd have to do research, but I don't yeah. really like doing that. I don't like reading. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Galaxy Two felt like a
2: liminal
1: step on its way to three D Land, three D World, where they yeah. just kind of went full platformer with it. Mm-hmm. That's fine, but it it feel then, it felt very liminal in that sense, and I, I don't want to go back to it after three D Land and three D World.
0: I hope they port three D World to the
1: Switch eventually. That's so good, right? You're gonna have a great time. It's so fun. Sorry you couldn't play it. <laughs>
0: Because they did a Nintendo Direct, and then what did... Oh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Tokyo
2: Mirage Sessions Encore.
0: yay for people that wanted that, who I know Mm -hmm. are listening, but... Yeah, I I know a lot of people
2: that want that.
0: I was just like, where's 3D World into Wonderful 101? Because it's, like, the good one. It's the good one. Oh, it's so good. I mean, I guess they did actually put out New Super Mario Bros. U and Mario Maker this year, so I get that... Another one. It might be a little soon, but also it's the good one. Oh, that last Probably. level's so good. I
1: spent you, three hours on 3D World's last level. It's so need, hard. Like,
0: do you need to get every coin and every oh, flagpole to oh, get to
1: unlock it? Oh, it's better.
0: No, but how oh, do no, you? No,
1: want... no, yeah, no, yeah, that's what you have to do. You have to get every coin and every flagpole. <laughs> uh, but you have see, the kitty cat, so it's very easy to get most of them. Oh, the
0: oh. yeah. No.
2: If you can hold on to the kitty cat power up the, the by, the end cat. The, by the end mm-hmm. of the level, you can climb every fucking flagpole. There's
1: one more thing where you have to beat the every level with every character, but they don't require that to oh, unlock. Um- fucking, that level. is, oh my god. That's
2: Doki that's... Doki Panic shit right there, because that's yeah. the only way you can beat Doki Doki Panic.
0: Yeah, I did that, though, because I really like 3D World. Yeah, but you could warp. Oh, can you warp when you're doing that in Doki Doki?
2: Well, there you almost, go, yeah. there you go. Taylor has dropped a quote from Wired.com. <laughs> Says, quote, I'd like to go with as little story as possible, he said. I've always felt that the Mario games themselves aren't particularly suited to having a very heavy story, even though, you know, we've got uh, Mario and Luigi, Super Mario RPG, Paper Mario, the <laughs> all three and the series story stuff was, that have and real great fucking stories. I and I the story they... stuff
1: was like the coolest thing in Galaxy, so.
2: Yeah, like the first Galaxy has an amazing fucking narrative, and he just shits all over it.
0: I mean they've I haven't played any Paper Mario games, but everyone loves loves Thousand Year Door and they've basically ruined that series since then. Mm-hmm. So oops. Ah, yeah.
2: Yoshiaki Koizumi and Shigeru Miyamoto fought a little bit over Galaxy Two is what Taylor is Dang. telling us.
0: We, uh...
2: And it kinda shows. Yep. It really shows. Like like that game's got a, a feel to it where it's just like a lot of things got stripped out of here and we know what it all was. <laughs>
1: And then he I, I saw an interview where he shit all over Mario Three, like <laughs> of all things. Just like, oh there's a lot of here that's really clunky we wouldn't have in our in our modern games, just like, oh okay, it's so all the all the cool stuff. Yeah, oh, like yes.
2: all the actual cool stuff that makes Super Mario three really good.
0: Mm-hmm. It's not like our perfect game, three D or Super Mario World. And New Jeff, Super
2: Jeff Mario Storm, Brothers U. <laughs> Storm, br- Storm brings up Super Paper Mario, which is, like, it's one of the shittiest Paper Marios, but it has an amazing story. Oh, really? It's okay. so good! It's so That's amazingly awesome. good. Huh. It's not my yeah. favorite. It's not my favorite. I still prefer uh, The Thousand Year Door, but man, yeah. it's story
0: goes real fucking hard.
2: That's Aww. interesting,
0: because after that, like, Sticker Star and Color Splash, like, people seem to... Really yeah. loath those two. Yeah, because
2: it's like they have these real shitty trading card systems where you lose attacks permanently, yeah. and it's
0: dumb. And remember, didn't they make a game that was Paper Mario meets Yeah they did uh, Mario and there. Luigi? Yeah, and like li- literally pin drops. Like I've never heard anyone ever mention it. Yeah, I know somebody that played it, but I I
2: saw it and I was just like, Nope, nope. You're you're not pulling me back with that garbage.
1: And they had Dream that. Team. There were so many of them. Oh Dream Team Dream Team's boring. And
2: man. it's like forty hours long. Like I remember how long you to beat it and like, being like Nope. Dream I'm Team out. Dream Team is a game that I wanted to like because I liked the idea and I thought that the things that they were doing with Luigi as kind of just being the center of this big thing. Like I thought that those were cute. But it's a game that thinks you're dumb as a rock and needs to tutorialize you on everything. Like, it gave me the badge tutorial, and then six hours later, it gave me the badge tutorial again. <laughs> the very same fucking tutorial! And that's when I quit. That's but
0: the follow-up to Bowser's, Bowser's Inside
2: Story. Story, which is uh, again yeah. another one of the greatest fucking Mario RPGs.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Cool. Rhett, you need to get um, Bowser's inside story and play it because it's See, real I played a little bit good. of that
0: when it came out and was like, hmm, this game thinks I'm an idiot." You see that well? Kind of, that's yes, kind of it does. To it too. Look, this like Bowser's inside story was like them
2: right as they f- were about ready to fall into everybody that plays our games
0: are dumb. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so it does the, have a bit of that, but
0: also yeah. notice the skyward sorting.
2: Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you could also call it the Mario Galaxying. Yeah, that's that's fair as well. But it, is- yeah, I
1: can I can appreciate liking something like Mario Galaxy and Bowser's Inside Story, even though it has a little bit of that, mm-hmm. because they still had a bunch of other cool, expressive stuff going on. Whereas later ones like Sticker Star or whatnot, they even lost that. Yeah, it's it's not.
0: Yeah. What are you gonna say, Rhett? Oh, I don't even know. I guess that's the ah. Mario Corner.
2: <laughs> the Mario Corner. <laughs>
0: Yeah, very <laughs> lightning roundup in here. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah oh, man, you really knocked really.
2: that out of the park, real yeah. fast, Rhett. Just boom, boom. <laughs> well, you guys
0: start going on Mario, and I'm like, okay, this yeah. is fun. I'm fucking with you. I bro. like the okay. tangents.
1: Did we all? So we all closely pay attention to the Nintendo Direct, right? We're all just like eyes glued to the screen.
2: I <laughs> I know what was announced, but I don't really care about Sans Undertale.
0: Sans Undertale. <laughs>
2: there you go. That's that's
0: that's what I pulled from it. Man, I'm so mad because Giant Bomb streamed the whole thing and then cut it during the Smash stuff, so they missed that. (laughs) I wonder if they even would have reacted, though, because I don't even think... Nah, I I don't really think... When I think of
2: Undertale, I don't think that's the game that connected with that
0: (laughs) But Deadly Premonition 2 got some
2: reactions. Deadly Premonition 2! Out of fucking nowhere, somebody gave Swery a whole lot of money. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm real fucking happy about it because Deadly Premonition 2 is going to be real fucking good, and I'm real. I'm going to be real mad if it's Switch exclusive.
0: Huh. Aww. I'll be, I'll be real can't... fucking mad. This is your Bayonetta 2.
2: <laughs> yeah, but like, Deadly fucking Premonition 2 is my Bayonetta 2. I'm going to be real fucking mad. I
0: can't believe they've they pulled it again—the sequel everyone wanted on a Nintendo exclusive. <laughs>
2: oh my god! If that's what happens, I'm gonna be mad.
0: I don't know for sure if it's if it's 100% exclusive. They seem to be a little wishy-washy on that right now, mm. and it's not published by Nintendo. No, so no. It seems to have a better chance than Bad Attitude, which is just no, never. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: I really like the missing, so I'm really excited for this too. I'm happy this exists. I'm pretty
2: sure I'm gonna really like Deadly Premonition I like, when I get around I like to it. I like it when Swery gets money to do things. I like <laughs> mm-hmm. it. I like it when Katara Uchikoshi gets money to do things. He just got a lot of money to do a big old project that's coming out in a couple of weeks, and I'm hoping it's real good. Mm-hmm. I love it
1: when um... oh fuck I'm when Yoko Taro gets money to make a gacha game.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, wait. oh wait a minute. No. Wait a minute. No. Whoops. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, no.
2: <laughs> Rising Star Games, a deadly premonition to a blessing in disguise is a Switch exclusive at launch. Other platforms are not being discussed at this stage, says so the publisher.
0: Okay. Okay. Maybe like a year thing or something. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I'm thinking. It's also funny seeing them put out deadly premonition origins on Switch. And apparently they're doing a physical version of that for yep. like $40. Yeah. It's like. Dog, I got that on, St- on Steam for, like, either 6 or $3. Three. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's
2: amazing either the way, way PC
0: just doesn't exist. Either way, I'm just glad Deadly Premonition's getting another shot. I kind of yeah. wish they remastered the first game, though. Maybe touch it up a little bit. Look, it's a bad game. Like, And even the <laughs> touching wonder-
2: up that they did with the special edition... It's like basically they just made they just made the health bars look prettier. <laughs> really? And they, and they made all of the combat dead fucking easy. <laughs> I think like every every enemy now dies in one or two shots. Now oh he didn't want combat in the game anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So oh, like hopefully so that like I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping that Rising Star has the sense to stand back and just let Sweary do what he wants if he wants to make a game without combat just fucking Mm -hmm. let him do it. We've had enough games that have hit the big time now that don't feature combat that I think that we can do that now. It's This is not ten years ago. Yep. Oh, and Smash got a real fighting game character and that made me feel really mad. (laughs) That made me happy just because I knew Hose was gonna be mad. (laughs) Terry Bogart in Smash just made me happy. Like, even when I was hearing that as a rumor, I was like, oh, please... Please let this be the, I just, there's nothing more I love than seeing smash people pissed off because they're it's so like, easy and it's so it's easy so, to it's have so them. easy, <laughs> but they are like one of the most deserving fan bases that deserves <laughs> being trolled anyway, them hmm. and Pokemon fans just kind of, they oh both God, deserve the it. Fans.
0: Oh, they're so mad.
1: Yeah. It's so what weird about t- dumb t-
0: stuff. T- is there a new controversy with Pokemon?
1: I, there's eternally. I think it's about animations being re- reused. Animations from, uh, are being reused. Yeah, that's kind of the old one. The the
2: national... Um, yeah, the national decks controversy. The national dex still controversy. On. Mm. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, but you can dress up the girl now. <laughs> and that's
2: you're good. buying it for this fucking reason. As soon as you uh, saw that you could fucking dress the girl up. <laughs>
1: They're actually put- never releasing it. They're just going to keep releasing cute girls. Online, Lexus, like they just do that.
2: Just,
0: man, that when you say policing cute girls regularly, I go, maybe I do understand the appeal of Gotcha. <laughs> God, there, there's a new Pokemon Gotcha game, isn't there? Yep. Yeah, that, it's that real was strange, quiet. Right? That sucks. Yeah, I've heard it's making mad. a lot of money, and then the like, the monetization is like particularly gross in it
2: yeah uh. they know it's like they know kids are gonna be playing this and they're gonna they're gonna more than likely go against their parents wishes or knowledge and <laughs> press some buttons every now and again yeah i'm like straight up moral panicking about that it. john made a mom facebook post about this game <laughs> on facebook
1: parents just so you know yeah this is nice it does xyz these ones are okay, but not this one. Ugh, I hate that. that That makes me mad. Also, you don't just collect Pokemon; you also collect trainers. So even in the Pokemon Gotcha, you're still collecting cute girls. <laughs> yes. Yep.
0: <laughs> All I know about that game is they put May in it, so there's lots of fan art for now, which is nice. Yes. So, so I don't have to play the game. <laughs> there you go.
2: The less I have to play this and you actually just... interface with it, the better.
0: <laughs> yeah. You can
1: just
2: find JPEGs online. <laughs> you don't have to gamble for them. Yeah, yeah, they're very. You can even put them on your phone and resize them properly, and they'll be the same <laughs> size they are if you were to actually have them in a video game on your phone. You can just set like a
1: rotating wallpaper on your phone to cute girls from Pokemon and yeah. have just a, a great time.
3: Mm
1: mm-hmm. mm. <sighs> nice lightning
2: round, rat. Yeah, hot could go in
0: holly well Polly was like nintendo direct
3: just getting it it out of the way (laughs) just get it out of your systems all right
0: how about all that mario maker 2 news
2: oh you were so sad that that didn't catch on as much as you wanted i'm so sorry i think that they're waiting till fall i think they'll have more they they literally said
0: there will be one more update to the limit of levels you can upload yeah they can't they did like three updates for the original like item wise oh yeah
1: it's not dead it's not
0: dead
2: i don't think it's dead at all i just think that we're gonna get fall and spring as two more updates or something yeah i was talking about our
0: friend community wise it's dead
1: (laughs) as much as we wanted it to right
0: but like a lot of people bought it and then it just fell off real quick Mm -hmm. still waiting for them levels john
1: Someday, look, I made a bunch of levels on the first one, and they were really good. You should, Not you just should like, port them. I could. God, I don't have my Wii U though,
2: so I can't oh no, see them. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Rhett.
1: Way
0: to bring
2: up, way to bring up the sore spot memories, Rhett.
0: Wait, what if you go to the bookmark website? Could you see them in the little JPEG image?
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, Rhett, I'm way ahead of you. That is what I did, and that works except for, except for one level, which involves the bottom. Yeah going through the pipes and then you don't see that part so that oh, level i can't you're halfway there but one of them a couple of them i can recreate
0: and i'll do that That's eventually
3: hilarious.
0: but yeah honestly recreating stuff in that game seems like mind numbingly boring yeah like when i see people doing like hey it's one 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 but...
2: one but with
0: one of, my shoes. Ideas... one of my level ideas was one one but with <laughs> and i'm like Oh, I don't want to sit there and just look at a JPEG of one Mo- one and remake this in Mario Maker. That's boring.
1: <laughs> I kept. Teasing. I just want a really long airship level that's at the double speed. That just makes. Me, that's all I want in the world. One of the
2: dumb fun things I did with Poly Mario Brothers was I kept teasing Mario like one one remakes, but like with various little pieces every now and again, but never did mm-hmm. it. I never hard committed to it. Like I always would have like that starting, like. Yeah configuration of bricks and a Goomba or just like something that would feel similar later from later in the level, but I never hard committed on doing it like the whole level.
1: (laughs) I'm just happy I have a thing I can load up when I want to play Mario that's actually like cool, interesting levels. Yeah. Yeah. Not
0: Super Mario U. Yes. Everyone (laughs) says that one is so good. That was like the most boring bland fucking game I ever played. (laughs) Just like coming out. Oh my god, I like, I don't remember anything from it Like,
1: ugh Well, you see, Red, it's the most polished and cohesive oh. Mario game, really because so it doesn't exactly. have any parts that it doesn't have any parts that are bad therefore,
0: it's really good <laughs> Therefore, it's the best one Yeah, it's see? like It's polished to a fault, basically, I guess is yeah. But then there's dumb shit, like, when you die it doesn't just kick you back to the checkpoint or the start of the level it kicks you back to the map again yeah in case you want to leave it's like so like you know how people bitch about restarts and mario maker being too long on the really hard troll levels uh-huh. this one this one's like even longer because you get kicked back to the map every time you kicked back Not to the th- map move back to the level the whole wait level for the game. level
2: card then yeah. get back into the
0: level
1: that's how mario 3 did it though therefore we have to do it that way forever
0: See, right. Mario 3 didn't have checkpoints in the levels, exactly. though, so. <laughs> yeah. Like Mario
2: 3's levels were, like, 15 to 30 seconds long, They're way shorter. real cool about that shit.
0: Okay, I think this is enough of the Nintendo quarter. Alright! Right. yo, what you got?
2: Well, what do I got? I got a guest. Oh, shit! Yeah, I'm gonna pull our guest in. See, <laughs> We've been I way didn't way give them the warning this. that I was calling either. I was just like, oh I, just, I just pressed the call button, and I'm hoping <laughs> that they don't mind that I did that. There she is. There they are. My pen-
4: Penis energy.
2: Penis energy. It's my it's, it's Rhett's rap name. Penis <laughs> That's energy. a there's
4: a callback for you.
2: That Excellent. Is, that's wow. That's really early in our uh, Soxcast career. That was a parasite Eve reference. <laughs> Jeez. Taylor, how's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good. I think it's been quite a while since you shared the Soxcast stage with us. Think of how long That'll- it's been. I don't
4: think I've ever been on the podcast with all three of you at once because once the last time I was a guest I was filling in for Polly. Yeah,
2: I was little, I was in the literally I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm literally not fucking doing it and you can't make me do it. Uh so hey, this we we brought you on because hey, we were we're trying this new segment where somebody has, has indulged in a piece of media we might pull them in to talk about it with us and i know that just like me you're probably a fan of a band named tool
4: oh we're not talking about love live school idol festival
2: oh shit damn did i pull the wrong did i did i call the wrong guest again
4: no i i am indeed a fan of tool
2: right, and um been a while since since uh since our boys and tool have released an album. Thirteen <laughs> yeah. years in fact. Oh my god. Thirteen yeah. years since ten thousand days. I was um, about to say,
1: has it been ten thousand days? No. No, that's no, it's
2: think... a little over twenty years, I think. Okay. Damn. Um more, more like five thousand days. or yeah. But uh, they released a new album called Fear Inoculum. Um and I guess we're gonna let Taylor start since you are our guest what what is fear inoculum
4: oh boy fear <laughs> inoculum i don't oh even boy. know if tool, I don't even know if tool knows entirely what fear inoculum was <laughs>
2: yeah that's kind of the the feeling um that I get from this album um
4: so I'm gonna open up with i like the album I would say that this album is better than ten thousand days mm-hmm but Brad's favorite. Uh, I I would call this album uh, long-winded. Oh boy, yeah,
2: this this <laughs> thing. Uh, digitally, if you're if you're listening on something like Spotify, this is an 86 minute album. Uh, Great. And the physical cuts three uh, interlude tracks, which are pointless anyway. Uh, My Spotify playlist has also cut three (laughs) into And and the the, the physical versions are a nice slim 1 hour 19 minutes and 14 seconds About as long as you can possibly put on a single CD Yeah they kind of have a tendency to do that they kind of always go for hitting that mark as often as they can like I think like Anima and Lateralis and 10,000 Days all hit the 79 minute mark Oh
4: my god yeah they all yeah tool makes you know long albums but when you're talking about an album like this uh there are six songs that are 10 minutes three seconds or longer
2: yeah and they are all mid-tempo um barely rising above a roar um like these songs all kind of just have that meditative quality to them where they're just very light, very airy, very elevator music y to a degree i think they
4: uh, they sound like they sound like three old stoners made a record over the course <laughs> of thirteen years, and then Maynard sang over it
2: yeah, yeah, I would say that like tool this this is like this is tool's greatest hits uh, um um compilation, but it's just a compilation of various riffs and styles they've already done from it's other distinct, albums.
4: <laughs> it's very distinctly Tool. I mean, you know, I said, I I thought that Fear Inoculum and Numa wouldn't have been out of place on Lateralis, for yeah. example. Yeah,
2: like those, like, like and, and and I think Numa, like, of all of the uh, the mid-tempo slog that this album has, I think <laughs> Numa is kind of the highlight track of uh, everything before Seven Impest? Seven Impest.
4: It's uh, it's spelled like Tempest, but they replaced the T with a 7 because yeah. the album's about the number 7, I guess.
3: Yeah.
2: Thank you. Seven Impest. Seven Impest. That's what oh, we're calling it. I hate
0: it.
4: that. I'm, I mean, it's I'm a calling great it song. <laughs>
0: it's
4: a great song, but yeah, so my I find that, uh, you know, Fear Inoculum and Numa are good. And I think that Culling Voices and Seven Empest are good, and you know Chocolate Chip Trip has a decent drum solo in it. Yeah,
2: like I like Chocolate Chip Trip just for that, and the fact that it's only four minutes and forty eight seconds.
4: <laughs> yeah, and then then you have Invincible oh. and De- Invincible and Descending, and a, and uh, Descending especially sticks in my craw because this is a song they've been nursing and sort of previewing live yeah. rips up for basically since, like, the tour after 10,000 Days, and I'm like, guys, you gotta know when to give up on something, because yeah. the song is not good.
2: It's not working, <laughs> it wasn't working then, it's not working now. This is like, like, if, if if Radiohead were to take Lyft and now actually do a proper studio version of it, wouldn't fucking work after 23 fucking years. Uh, that's kind of what this song did, it's just like, You've got like this thing that it's like oh it's Tool doing a new thing on their live shows now, and then 13 years later you get it and it's just like oh good yeah it's, it's invincible. The last,
4: the last five minutes or so are just rips from the Grudge in yes! a different time signature.
2: Yes, it's li- they literally are, and other oh. and, and um fucking was, is it Descending or Invincible which is literally just Schism Part Two. <laughs>
4: Uh, that might be
2: invincible. Like so, when we get to invincible, descending, and calling voices, this whole thing fucking runs together for me.
4: Yeah, no, there's there's
2: a big.
4: Uh, I will say that I like this album overall. I think, but there's a big like middle of the album lull. Yeah, and, and it is, and it is
2: thirty minutes long.
4: Yeah, because I mean. Yeah, the issue issue when you have an album with 40, 45 minutes of good music that's also 86 minutes long. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, so I personally think that there's uh, a lot of this album that needed to have been fixed in the arrangement stage. Yep. Because it's not like the riffs or the lyrics or anything about it is particularly offensive. But once you hit, you know once you hit the start of Invincible and you realize that you have to get through Descending to get to Calling Voices and Seven Empaths, ugh. I'm like, yeah, this is, this this album is a bit
2: much to handle all at once. Yeah, like, this is an album that is very hard to get through start to finish, and, which is funny because there's another album that I have been listening to on and off that is also over the 70 minute mark and I in no way feel that that album um, you know, has that issue. Uh, that's an album we will be talking about at a later date. Um, yeah,
4: I mean, this is all, uh, the, it, like I said, this, this album's problem is the arrangement. Like, a lot of these songs could have used with less repetition and less jam band.
2: Yeah, like, that's sort of where I'm at with this album. Is it like, even when Tool goes really ponderous and weird on even 10,000 Days, it feels like it's part of the structure. This album feels like a dad jam band, a really good dad, a really good dad jam band, mind you. Got together. I mean, they're pretty
4: much all dads now. Yeah,
2: <laughs> they got together and they decided to put on a real good show, but they didn't actually curate anything, and that's really what pains me about this, is that I know they did, and this is the best they came out with but it doesn't like like it just feels like scraps to me everything feels like ideas that are kind of just patched and stitched together i don't think many of these songs feel like even when they're going through their changes like they were ever part of the same composition at all it almost feels metallica at some point where they just kind of go in the studio we have these bits and we have these bits (laughs) and sorry somebody (laughs) subscribed. Oh, and real no. good with real good timing. Um, Bring up
1: Metallica.
2: Uh, yeah, it was literally when I brought up Metallica. But you know, like they kind of <laughs> Metallica it together with various pieces of songs that may be songs, and then we pulled them all together to make a song. A lot of this album feels that way to me, where it's just it feels really disconnected and disjointed and not very focused, even though it. Kind of rides this same fucking wave of mid tempo s- like sludge, sludge all the way up through until oh, the end, and then they close with the song that I actually want to hear.
4: Yeah. So I mean, you know, imagine I- imagine the Coheden Cambria record from the last from last year compressed into six
2: real songs. <laughs> oh God, I don't know if I could do that because you see, I could I- I listen to the Unheavenly Creatures. It's like straight through as many times. So as I can need. I? I can, I can <laughs> but, listen through volume. I can listen through Good Apollo Volume One, any number of times you want me to. But when you mm-hmm. condense it to, s- but if you were to smush that down into seven tracks, we might have a problem.
4: Yeah, it's. I don't. I don't know, man. It's not like I wasn't. Uh, it's not ear poison or anything. No,
2: it's it's absolutely not. There are a lot of things about this album that I like. But when I look at it as an album, and, like, this is me, this is me, like, I always look at things from, like, the entire experience. Like, I'm not one of those people that can take away one song and just be like, oh, right, well, at least I got that. Like, I need everything to kind of work as a cohesive unit. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't feel that this album does that. Because it's just too much of the same thing. And then the song that I want to hear. it's too much of the same thing that they've done in previous albums that they've done better. <laughs> like so much of this is Tool replays the hits, but they're not the exact songs. They they're kind of playing bad versions of them.
0: It's a B side
2: collection. I, I, I could see these being B sides from every era of Tool. Yeah. At least much. at least starting with Lateralis. Like the, a lot mm-hmm. of this is very Lateralis-y. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like it's got that ponderous kind of feel to it.
0: <laughs> yeah, ima- it.
4: imagine the last four songs. of Black They made an album that's kind of like that. Ooh.
0: Oh my, yeah, my least favorite part. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 would, that would be kind yeah,
4: of the reflection disposition triad. Those
1: other songs, yeah. Yeah. whatever they're called. <laughs> I've listened to a bunch of Tool the last couple of weeks. I've listened through Undertow, mm-hmm. Anima. And Lateral a bunch. And I think Anima is my favorite. Yeah, I like Anima,
2: one. I think, is... Like, in terms of just, like, an album structure start to finish, mm-hmm. I think that, like, that is the one that kind of just does... It works the best for me.
1: Yeah. And it's the funniest. I appreciate that.
2: It's a pretty funny
4: album. <laughs> it's
1: very funny. It, uh,
4: yeah, like the, key, like, the creepy song about
1: making weed brownies without eggs. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. The extended, like... Kind long I like am. ponderous part that ends with the comedian section about drugs are great yeah but, like <laughs> all I
4: think drugs have done some good for us I really do <laughs>
2: yeah. and if you don't believe that take all your CDs tapes and burn them because all the music that has en- enhanced your lives <laughs> that was made by people who were Real fucking high on drugs.
0: <laughs> I tried to do that R role and I couldn't, so I'm glad you did.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, uh, Bill Hicks, by the way, that's from his yeah. Arizona Bay, uh, show. Just still worth looking up, by the way.
4: Oh yeah, he's hilarious. Unfortunately, I do believe no footage exists of the concert tour where Bill Hicks opened for Tool. Yeah,
2: yeah, he oh, was that's... an opener. So for they the were house. they
4: were like they were friends going way back. I believe oh. he had. He had either recently died or was sort of imminently dying when Anima came out. Yeah,
2: yeah, the... Uh, Anima is dedicated to him, I believe. Ah, uh, yeah, so that And, was, and there's oh. a picture... One of the pictures of the One of the paintings inside the Anima case is of Bill Hicks, so... Oh, yeah, There's a, the, there, there's
4: a lot friends. of stuff I don't... There's a lot of stuff I don't own physical anymore. Hmm... <laughs> Because yeah.
1: Lateralis is when I get really excited. The track, Lateralis, is really good. Oh, man, yeah, that thing, track is that fucking track amazing. It's one, of the,
4: it's one of their better songs. Yeah. yeah. And then I realized, God, there's a lot
1: more album left. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: I have a I have a misprint CD of Lateralis. Why? So do I. I
2: got it the day it released, so mine is spelled, <laughs> and mine is spelled wrong.
4: Lateral-is.
2: Yep. <laughs>
4: yep. That's uh if, if you ever find yourself in a used record store sometimes, look for Lateral Is. Yep. It's Excellent. not really worth anything because no. there was like a million the first million copies were wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a it's a curious piece of history, I suppose.
2: Yep. Yeah. So 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 final thoughts on the Tool album. I'm probably I don't think I'm going to get a lot of listening out of this. I think mm-hmm. it's going to go like I think that once I've listened to it a few more times it's going to go in the collection and kind of just like I don't look for this on my top 10 list at the end of the year, I don't think.
3: <laughs> what?
4: <laughs> yeah, you see you know it- I could just take a screenshot of what my Spotify playlist section looks like right now, and you would see that 2019 is already pretty crowded. Yeah, and (laughs) after
2: five, literally with the take that Rhett took away from this, this Tool album is a Tool album.
4: Oh, no, it's definitely, it's not like,
2: uh... Like, you you know what you're getting into. This isn't going to convince you one way or the other. (laughs) Like, this is a Tool-ass Tool album.
4: You know, it's not like how Fall Out Boy apparently started making EDM once they decided <laughs> that the that their old shitty music wasn't popular enough anymore. They needed to make some new shitty music,
2: and it worked. And, and it worked. Base, People still love them.
4: And their bass player is still a pedophile. Yep.
2: Oh no. Yep. It's real bad. Real bad.
4: Yeah. That. Yeah. That album that made them famous. He was, like, 24, dating a 15-year-old, and that's what oh, that man. album's about.
2: Yep. Have fun Woof. with those nightmares. Enjoy that. Oof.
4: At this least he's time. not... No, <laughs> I won't make... I won't... I won't. spoil that joke. I'll save that joke for the uh, God is in the Podcast Omake <laughs> episode. <laughs> 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 because I was about to use the same joke twice, but so about final... a different music edition.
2: So, uh, so, so uh. final thoughts on... Um... Final thoughts on Fear Inoculum, Rhett.
0: I mean, I kind of have the same thoughts you guys do of like, I. So I do like Invincible actually, though. Mm-hmm. But then after that, there's a big gap before Seven Empest. <laughs> you so, said you were going to call it Tempest. I know, I did it for you, so you'd know which one I was <laughs> talking about. I like, what's that? I start listening out the album and I go, oh, "This is pretty good." And then you, the first two tracks are good, and the third one falls off a bit, and then it just falls off a cliff. It just
2: keeps falling off of the cliff until yeah, it
0: just it falls off. It <laughs> be, becomes very hard to maintain interest when the songs are just so long and so not going anywhere. Ponderous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: I, I mean, you know, there's a. Po- I mean, you know, there's a possibility that there's going to be a Sun album on my top ten. So. If- <laughs> Uh-oh. it's not it's not long and ponderous that's my problem necessarily
2: no thats that that's not the issue.
4: It's just you know long for the sake of being long is kind of yeah the
2: yeah like mm. i i I got the impression that they just really like seeing the c d player hit seventy nine minutes. <laughs> It's, it's back when uh, it's like a story. Back when uh, Dream Theater were recording Six Degrees of Inner Turbulence, and that was originally going to be one song before they split it up. And my partner and I was just like, I got to a point to where seeing the CD uh, or seeing the CD player hit 42 minutes felt just like a novelty. So we split it. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, maybe that's the best decision. <laughs> they originally uh, this album was originally going to be one long ass song, though. Yeah,
4: that's what the di- that's what the weird ass. Point distorted, shitty-sounding interludes are for was uh scraps from when Danny Carey wanted this to be one unbroken eighty-six-minute track.
3: Huh.
4: Yeah. yeah, did I did I mention that the interludes available on the digital versions also just sound like shit? Yeah, they're
2: <laughs> they're not good. They're not interesting in any way.
3: Yeah, now, speaking bas- of
2: inter- speaking of interludes, before we let you go, Taylor. Uh, yeah. Me, me and you have something coming out next Sunday, more than likely. Uh, we 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 recorded the second episode of God Is in the Podcast.
4: Yes, as I I earlier referred to it, mm-hmm. and yes, we're going. We are covering Marilyn Manson's breakout album. Interestingly enough, yep. S- the "Smells Like <laughs> Children" remix. EP compilation jig.
2: Yeah, so if you want to get on the train and and know what that sounds like, and <laughs> just in time for us uh, to review it, look, look look yourself up. Marilyn Manson smells like children.
4: It, it, it uh, it's not as good. As, it's not as good as Fear Inoculum.
2: <laughs> it's not as good as Fear Inoculum. Oh
3: boy.
2: <laughs> well, Taylor, uh, thanks for stopping by. This was a pretty good <laughs> test run for how we want to kind of do. Uh, portions of the show in the future sometimes when this kind of thing pops up. Uh, and it definitely let us expand on a topic we don't really get to expand on a lot. We don't really get to talk about an album in this way uh, that often. So It was actually really cool for me, so I didn't have to fucking monologue about music for the first fucking time.
4: <laughs> I mean, you know, I think we're only a few weeks out from the new Chelsea Wolf album, so maybe you and <gasps> Rhett can chit chat about that too. Yep, <gasps> yep,
2: yeah, yeah, we might have to have Probably you back we might we might have to have you back for that, but um, yeah,
3: I'm gonna go uh, ahead and let I, you.
2: First. I'm gonna go ahead and let you go, and we're gonna get this podcast rolling uh, uh, past this music stuff that people always hate when I bring up
4: <laughs> When I said a few weeks. I apparently meant five days from now. Oh shit! Yeah, oh, that shit. is literally <laughs> out in five days, isn't it? It'll be out in time for the next
2: cast. Well, hey, we might we might already have next our next guest segment planned. <laughs>
4: Yeah, that's fine. All right, I'll let you guys go. Have Later, fun with Taylor. the rest
1: of y'all's
2: Socks cast. Have a good Bye,
0: night. Taylor. Bye-bye. Ooh, hey, that was fun. I got to
2: talk about music.
0: And then actually talk about and
2: it. And actually talk about it.
0: I can't believe there's a new Chelsea Wolfe album.
2: Yeah, it's going to be good. It's, I'm going to pre-order acoustic.
0: it right now. It's, it's called it's, Birth of Violence. Yes, <laughs> and it's an acoustic album. Oh. <laughs> but I've already heard
2: a couple of songs from it, and it sounds like a
0: Oh, you kind of could have killed it for me. <laughs> oh no,
2: no, it's, I mean, it's, still, it's still good, Brett. Right, it, but... Trust me, it's good. Okay, it's good. It's gonna be good. You're not gonna. It's
0: very different from. It is know, different. Her it's, last couple albums.
2: It's different, but yeah, she's also done an acoustic album before. It. it she knows what she's doing. Just okay. Trust me. Okay. Just trust me. John. Hi. Oh, what? What? Did, wait, wait. What you been doing? What you been doing? The new Luca DLC came out. Hey, I know oh that game. Boy. It's a,
1: they did, um, it's a big free DLC update mm-hmm. for Luca: Born of a Dream. Hey, uh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And it is called The Descent, and it's basically an hour-long enemy gauntlet.
2: <laughs> is it a roguelike?
1: Nope. Cause you're like
2: that's what it sounded like, like when I read the, the the description of it on the Steam page, I was just like, no. it sounds
1: like a rogue like in a way. No, this is like Overwhelm, where it could you could easily see it being sort of a generic rogue like type thing. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's just very, very meticulously balanced and scripted and designed to be just a one continuous action game. One continuous, going up
2: very mean action game. Yep. Um, is, the, is the corruption uh, a part of this oh, mode? <laughs> oh, you know it's a part of this mode. It's more deeply
1: felt in this mode than it is in the rest of the game. Oh, fuck, because is real? Yeah, because in the rest of the game, you have um, in New Game Plus, you have access to the you can jump back to check to um, the start of a chapter, mm-hmm. and your corruption will go back to where it was at the start of that chapter. So in the main game, the corruption is less like Dragon Corner and more like. You just need to S rank every chapter to finish the game, and like I think it's it's still a cool framing device for that, mm-hmm. but it sort of steps away from being from that Dragon Quarter thing. Okay. In this, it is just an hour long dragon, hour long action game, and if
2: you hit your cru- and it goes up a lot faster. Mmm. <laughs> yeah, I, f- I kind of figured like if it was kind of like a scripted thing, it would probably have to go up faster if it was shorter mm-hmm. than the main game. Yep and your s and your rank
1: your rank when you beat battles if you get high ranks, it lowers your corruption, mm-hmm. and that's true too, and it lowers it more oh uh, okay, so th- uh, there's a good way of keeping it balanced here, yep, you okay. just you so for me, like playing the descent is I spend about two thirds of it basically keeping it at zero because I'm really good at the game. Um, And then it just starts climbing up real fast. Mm. And of course, because it's doing the Dragon Quarter thing, you have access to a super powerful transform move move, where you can deal a lot more damage and break enemies really easily, but your corruption meter starts climbing up real quick. Mm. So the balance is, all right, when can I afford to use this super powerful move
2: and like if I'm good at if I like if I know the next part of the game, say I've failed this before and I know that I am good at those parts, I can go super powerful mode and just face roll this fucking part here and not have a exactly. problem. Just like Dragon Quarter. Yeah.
1: Um and then for me, the arc of it was I'd get to a section in the descent and it would be like two end game bosses at the same time. Oh, God. And I'd just be like, Oh, I can't beat this. I can't beat this, this is impossible and I'd transform and then beat it. Mhm. And then the game kept going for like eight more fours <laughs> oh. and escalating significantly farther. Um, and I, I got to a point where I could beat that part that seemed impossible just without transforming. Mm. So I'd be fighting these two endgame baddies at the same time and successfully doing my parries, having a good time.
2: Well, um, parrying looks to be like a big old factor in whether you're going to enjoy that game or not. <laughs> oh, it's the whole game like it's it is the parrying like, game like you for literally me. <laughs> have to be able to parry everything it sounds like
1: i think i think you can maybe muddle through the main game mm-hmm. maybe
3: mm-hmm.
1: um it doesn't seem fun to me <laughs> everything is much slower cuz when you parry you can end enemies in like a couple hits right right because um, they like, go into
2: break mode, and you, you break yeah. it. Yeah, that's the whole point. Like,
1: parrying's the whole game. Like, for The Descent, I was just like, I want to learn the parry timing for every single enemy, and mm. then I'm going to try to nail parries for every single enemy, and it lets you do that. Mm. So, and the parry feels better than any other action game I've played. Oh, so, wow, but,
2: that's, that's that's some praise there.
1: Cause... I mean, what the competition in my head is Revengeance. That's a good
0: Dark Souls, sakiro is Sekiro. all
2: about the parry too that,
0: yeah that's the one it sounds like you should play next is like hey if you like parries from <laughs> software a well, game that's I... literally oops all parries <laughs> that's the thing <laughs> i didn't like parries until
1: i played luca like i got through dark souls without parrying at all oh
0: it's totally different from that like it's okay. so much faster okay cool so and ease 8 um
3: and i oh,
1: yeah. lo- ease 8 was great. And and Breath of Fire, and not Breath of the Fire, Breath of the Breath of the Wild. Mm, yeah, um, and Breath of the Wild, I just learned the parrying at the immediate start, and then the combat was completely trivial for the rest of the game. Okay, because I shit! Played after... I played a
2: game with parrying too. I can't wait.
1: Yeah, Oops. like I literally got to the final boss, and they have like this super dramatic moment where like now the boss is invincible in Breath of the Wild. Oh, how are you gonna do it? And you just parry him. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay, good. So Breath of the Wild assumes you can't parry. Luca
2: very much demands it. Mm-hmm. Um That's probably okay, yeah, Poncho says parry, that's the thing I really don't like doing in games. That's probably why you only got like an hour in Luca, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, because
2: that's Luca. That that's what it is, and it feels great. I like parrying in this
1: game more than anything else.
2: You know what I hate about parry systems though? How yeah. like when when they introduce them in games, they always do it with enemies that attack really, really fucking slow, so you never fucking can do it right? Like, Dark Souls does yeah. this all the time, where it's yeah, just like, here's, is here's how to parry, and then you've got an enemy that literally, like, takes eight years to attack you, <laughs> and when they do, they have a wind-up that's nine years long, and then they finally drop the sword, and it's like you're playing Kingsfield on PS1.
0: I think we're thinking of, like, the exact same zombie soldiers in Dark Souls yep. who just lift their sword up over their head.
2: And just kind of drop
1: their arm. And then bring
0: it down, like, three seconds later, it's the worst. It's like, <laughs>
1: you can't parry that! That's I that's think, the fun thing in Luke. That's the fun thing in Luca is that most of them are fast parries, mm-hmm. but then they will have one where there's like, there's like a second delay, mm-hmm. and they're and they're deliberately balanced to be like harder because when the, and then it, when it when you have to wait yeah. longer, it's harder because the timing that you're keeping in your head from the start of the animation to when you parry is more. There's more variable,
2: variability there, and the more nuanced you are with your telegraphs, yeah. the more fun those systems are yeah like and you have has, to be, and you have to real be real, watching the animations, uh, and like, you have, and have to chill. be real consistent with that shit I think I think that if you have say an indication that an enemy is going to attack like they're gonna flash or something yeah. if the enemy doesn't attack within like the same kind of time frame after that flash then your parry system feels stupid to me it feels pointless and inconsistent if you're not yeah Luca is.
1: Luca's extremely specific. Like, I got to a point where I could consistently parry almost every enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, then it'll have a a couple of the bosses are the. So, there's a lot of them where it's, it's very slow, and that's the challenge. Mm-hmm. And then there's just a couple where they have just very tight windows for, like, dramatically appropriate enemies. And those are also really fun because you're just tense as hell, just waiting, and then go boom, right, right, right. parry. Um, Tom mentions that Luca's incredible, so that's. I'm glad Tom <laughs> enjoys it
3: too.
2: Um, I just bought so a new, I just bought a new game on Steam. Okay, is it related to? I don't know. You'll just have to look later, won't you? All right,
1: cool. <laughs> um, oh okay, and but yeah, this is inspired by Bayonetta's gauntlet mode, as I understand it, which oh, literally okay. ends with you
3: fighting
2: like three of the yeah. Who,
1: who's that? Who's the lady in, in Bayonetta? John. Oh, John. Where you like fight three Johns at once yeah, At the end, yeah.
2: What? <laughs> There's a gauntlet mode. <laughs> It's real stupid.
1: Yep. Yeah. So uh,
2: if there's one, if there's
1: one crit, um, it's basically there's a certain number of floors in the descent, mm-hmm. and then you get it, you hit this like, com- like, absolutely insane challenge of like, the certain number of enemies at of end game enemies at the same time, and it's just like, this is insane. How are you making? Why are you making me do this? I was like screaming, why? <laughs> why screen. are you making me? Why, Colin? <laughs> Why are you doing this to me, Colin? Did you
2: did you go to his Discord and literally yell at him? Yes. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> good.
1: Um. And then at one point he was like, "You can you can back up your save outside of the game if it's too hard for you." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> thank you. You can be thank a little. You, you. you can be a little pussy if you want. You can be a little." <laughs> I was also. I also made it really hard for myself because I deliberately chose a build that is less effective because it's more fun for me. Well, yeah. Um, so there's a new get. So like when you finish New Game Plus, you get something that lo- makes the corrupt an accessory that makes the corruption go down slower. And I didn't equip that. There's oh. a there's a um, familiar that lets you heal for heal your character at the cost of all your charge. Oh. And a little broken, and I just didn't use that because I don't I don't like it. Mm. And there's also the strongest form that you get after being the first loop. And I didn't use that.
2: Tell I Colin, the, tell, tell I, Colin if I ever play this game, I'm gonna yell at him too when I'm mad at it. So I, I basically just, I
1: basically just got the Thanatos, like Jetstorm said, like yeah, cause like Jetstorm just cause said, because it's the because it's the It's very slow and ponderous, but then it takes out. You parry a boss, hit him with a heavy attack, Thanatos, and it takes out a third of their health. It feels great. I love that you just described
2: a sword attack as ponderous. because it's real funny i love the idea of swinging a sword and just kind of going into into slow motion and just kind (laughs) of like like the sword's still moving in the air but you stop and do the thinking emoji
1: (laughs) so if i have one criticism it's that it hits that perfect climax and then there's a checkpoint and then there's another boss um, wait there is a checkpoint at the very end but it's it makes sense. It's like they they have a cool spectacle ending that makes sense for the story.
0: Because this... they're just real afraid of somebody dying during the spectacle ending and have to redo the whole thing. And
1: then, and then putting something through their monitor. Um, <laughs> yeah, because it is. I, I got to the I got to the end of the the real game like three times. I had to like I got to out of like a hundred fights. I got to the last two or three fights like four times before I beat the game. It, it was wild. That seems fair to me.
2: That seems yeah, fine. It's, it's
1: completely fair. It's just it's just like a 1cc. Yeah. That's all it is. You're doing a 1cc challenge.
2: You're playing a very condensed version of this very large game. You're playing an arcade machine, mm-hmm. basically. It's You're
1: arcade just... mode Luka, which yeah. is
2: great. That, 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 that I'm totally on board with that. That's a cool idea.
1: Yep. I lo- I, it's, it's exactly what I wanted out of the action of Luka, which it couldn't give as much out of the nature of being a more long-form game.
2: Because it was being
1: ponderous exactly is that the word of the episode that's the word of the episode I think <laughs> and because it and because it does cool varied stuff with the storytelling and the setting like it does a lot of cool stuff with that by not focusing purely on the action in the mm-hmm. main game so having this though is like okay this is the flavor I was also sort of after now I'm now I'm satisfied from all angles mm-hmm. um but it it very much hits like a complete formal climax and ends mm-hmm. and then there's a spectacle fight afterwards which has its own checkpoint and it makes sense. The pacing makes sense to me. It doesn't feel like. It doesn't feel like I got, cock blocked for what I was after. It's just like, oh, okay, I
2: I see what you did. I see why that's important.
1: Even if it to me, just aesthetically,
2: like it's not the direction you would have personally gone, but you can still kind of respect what it's doing.
1: That's that's how it didn't, kind of how I it didn't really off. diminish
2: it for you as a whole.
1: No. But just, like once I I, yeah. I got to that point and realized there was a checkpoint, I was just like, "Oh, thank God! Oh, <laughs> oh fuck! Oh man!" And that, but then, to me, like that should be the end
2: when I have yeah. that.
1: Oh God, thank fuck! But yeah, like, I should like, be like, having
2: that, that moment of catharsis when it, when everything's over.
1: Yeah. Instead, it was forty five minutes of game because the boss is really hard. Um, <laughs> um, and then it goes yeah. in. A, crazy direction with the story that i thought was pretty delicious by the way
3: that's cool. um
1: it, it has its own little story within this arcade mode that's told in interludes that text interludes that play once and then don't play again hmm. um so it's very well done
2: smart so yeah really
1: i really fun. liked look of the descent there's one other little action game i can chew through while we're here Go for okay. it. um i played through all of chantilly's uh-oh. Oh boy!
2: Oh, I saw somebody talking about this on Twitter today, and they were a little... Hmm, heated. I'll, I'll say this, things were a little heated. Game,
0: I feel this game definitely comes socks gas recommended, though. I, I mean, I, Polly, me, and Iffy all played it. Iffy, one of you, you know, one of our two reviews on Steam. Yeah, oh, yeah. Really? <laughs>
2: oh no! Come on, drop it, drop it, drop it, John. Let's do it. Let's make, okay, some, people okay, mad. So shit, Let's make some people mad. Okay, okay, please.
1: It's a 2006 game. It's it's clearly by a small team.
2: Yeah,
1: It's full 3D. It's, and it's very ambitious, game. yeah. it's That's very cool. You don't see small... T- it, like, it makes me realize, okay, a small team can make an action
2: game that feels great
1: mm-hmm. in 3D. Mm-hmm. And that's fantastic.
2: They're very much going for, like, a Threads of Fate kind of feel, uh, I think, with that game, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, like my main, it's my very main a PS1.
2: It's are easy,
1: because I haven't played Threads of Fate yet, but... Uh. yeah. So Oh, you just said it, though. It's very easy. It's very easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is not easy, but it is ease-esque. Um, so it feels great. It looks great. Um, it makes me like happy because I'm like, oh, okay, so a small team can make a 3D action game mm-hmm. that feels good. And that's really kind of important to me. That was very inspiring to me.
2: Yeah, like cool. that, that's a cool thing to know, that like you don't need 8 million people to make something that would, you know, look like Crash Bandicoot or something. Exactly.
1: So, and also, I, I like the story. It's like a yeah, it's sort it's of a very RPG It's It's got this kind of RPG meter melancholy to it. Yeah. Um, that I appreciate. Like, it starts off very charming and sweet, and then at the end, it has kind of a one chapter of, like, oh,
3: yeah. of it
1: feeling, like, kind of sad in a way that didn't feel, like, just melodramatic. It felt earn for what that story was doing it's a very small story but i appreciated what it did Mm -hmm. um all of my problems with this aren't with like sweeping issues uh not like oh they just needed more time to get it the way they needed they needed more money to get the fighting working right they needed more money to make the environments look good all of my problems with it are things that could have been very easily avoided.
2: Yeah, they, they needed better
1: ideas. They needed
2: better ideas.
1: They needed better, need better thinking.
2: See, so, I know what you're talking about, and I had issues here as well. It, the whole structure of the game
1: <laughs> is that you don't level up with experience points. You level up by getting equipment. That makes sense? Yes. Yeah. Collect, you get equipment by buying it in shops or finding it. Um, you collect money by killing enemies. All makes sense, right? Exactly. Yeah. You collect pitiful amounts of money from oh, collecting enemies. Yeah. You'll never get enough money to buy useful shit no, by I... killing enemies. You'll occasionally get random treasures that you can sell. Um, and then, but mostly, what it from killing enemies. Mostly, all the economy and all the collection is by finding treasure chests in the wild. Yeah. So. If you once you get to a boss, if you don't have a good build, the boss is impossible. Yep. If you have the one, if you have the correct build, which requires you to correct, get the correct doodads, then the boss is easy. <laughs> so the entire game is about finding the stuff to make your right build or collecting the money, and all that that is is. Collecting treasure chests that trigger when you do obtuse shit in the levels. Yeah. That's the game. That's the whole game. is figuring out what obtuse shit they want you to do in the levels. And I went three worlds not even realizing that this was a thing you can do. Stand on this flower and jump three sword. times. Hit this pillar with your sword. Hit the boss with your fishing pole. <laughs> Go through the level in under... Th- Stand in this place and walk halfway up the stairs that enter the level
0: within twenty seconds.
2: It's it's very it's very esoteric and stupid.
0: And they have it, a hint listen. To... It's a game from nineteen eighty nine remade in a new engine. <laughs> two thousand six. It it's a game chilling. from nineteen eighty nine.
2: It's it is a game from nineteen eighty nine built on technology from nineteen ninety six, released <laughs> in two thousand six.
0: It is Simon's Quest in
1: spirit. Simon's Quest 3D! You can go to the priest and pay max HP to get hints. You can lose max HP, which is very precious, to get hints, which are not helpful they're
2: not good
1: they're terrible translated or they just weren't helpful in the first place
0: okay i will say confession like now that you say that i think i never actually paid for them i just looked at a list of what was available i fucking got them
2: (laughs) for that i (laughs) guided the shit out of this game
1: because there's no other way to do it because it's so fucking obtuse it is, and that's the whole game because the only thing that matters is getting the right build for these bosses. Yeah. Because otherwise they're impossible. And you don't know for sure if they're supposed to be really hard or if you just don't have the right build. And you spend the whole game wondering <laughs> is it supposed to be this hard or do I just not have the right build? And so every single boss, I spent like 45 minutes trying to beat it and oh going, no, there's no way. There's, certainly there's something else. And then I went online, looked around. Okay, there's something else. And I got to the next boss. Maybe this one's supposed to be this hard. It was <laughs> never supposed to be that hard. It's a miserable structure. Yeah, it's It was constantly, bad. like, making me feel, like, just doubting my reality. I didn't know <laughs> at any point whether I was doing it right. Yeah, like,
2: as a player, I feel that a game, you should at least be able to tell at some point, am I doing this right? And I never felt like that.
1: I spent the whole game wondering... Am I doing it right? Please, am I doing it right? I don't know. What do you want from me, (laughs) Chantilly's? I don't know. (laughs) I hate it. And then there's this weird thing where to beat a level, you have to beat all six areas in one go. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And they give you a practice mode so you can practice each individual section on its own. You complete a level by beating all the enemies in the level. This unlocks the door... And the door stays unlocked on further playthroughs. So in practice, you just beat all the levels up to the boss, and then you just run through the levels leading up to the boss, and it takes about a minute, and it's brain dead. So it's like, why are you making me why aren't you why are you why don't you just have checkpoints in the first place if you just if I can just walk through the level around all the enemies?
3: Mm. So, like
1: that was annoying from the beginning. Yeah. Because there's no reason for that. And yeah, I figured, I, I spent the whole game not sure that, thinking the game was just impossible. Thinking, no, there's something. And then I finally get to the end, and then, oh, the Dark Crystal, if you charge attack an enemy, it heals your <laughs> life to full. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh! Okay! Fine! The de- oh, a, tell them easy. the description of the item,
1: though! And it's coy! It's like, oh, this is gonna, like, curse you. You're, you're, it'll be like a cursed item in Dragon Quest. And <laughs> it's, just, it's just a regular item that does something really useful.
2: They fucking just tell you that the item's cursed, and you know what? Don't bother using it.
1: Oh my god. And I equipped, I saved my game, equipped it, tried it a bit, and I didn't realize that, (laughs) oh, this is what, I didn't notice the effect, because it just seemed like it was doing, like, a pitiful amount of damage, and I was like, well, this doesn't matter. And of course, the only reason I found the Dark Crystal is because I was staring at a guide, and with a lot of the guides, I knew exactly what I had to do to get this chest to trigger, and I still couldn't do it. There's at least one where I had to watch a video, watch it happen, try to make it happen in the game. It wouldn't happen, (laughs) and I was just like, "How can I figure this out? In what universe can I figure this out?" (laughs) And most of the esoteric treasures suck anyway. They do.
2: They're not good. Wait, really? It's mostly just. It's mostly you're mostly just ticking off boxes. Oh
1: my god! And then you need. And then like for half the game, it wasn't marking the chest as gathered when I did it in practice mode, and then halfway through, it just started doing that. <laughs> it, also, it also took me an hour and a half to get the controller working!
0: Oh god,
2: I remember this. This was a struggle. It was just,
0: it's a game from 2006.
2: It was so hard! Controller,
0: controller support working.
2: was bad back
0: then. Yeah, oh my it was God,
1: pretty bad. I didn't realize how thematically consistent, my my experience getting the controller working was with playing champions. It basically was just the whole game in microcosm in those first hours before I even got to play it. <laughs> You'd already experienced the game and didn't know it. It's the same emotions. The same like, oh fuck, is this even going to work? I don't know. Maybe I should just <laughs> give up. I don't... Eh, Maybe I need to watch a YouTube video. Um, no, that, that's what I was doing though. Oh, this thing says I need 300 HP. I don't want to grind for that much. <laughs> Oh god, how do I even grind? I don't know how to grind for money. <laughs> this is impossible. I don't know what to do. Oh thank god, I beat it. Oh god, I'm free.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying you loved it.
1: Oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna go play their other games now. I'm really excited for that. <laughs> their other really game sc- is Receteer, John. I am so excited to play Wrecketeer. I've been excited to play Receteer for a decade. I'm not excited to play Reketeer anymore. (laughs) That die, that joy in me, die. Different. It's a way different game. It's a way different
2: game, (laughs) but it does have that dungeon element that can really make or break it
0: at times. That dungeon element is way less the game, though. Like that's kind of all optional. Uh, isn't it? No. Like, no. Like, there's the post-game in there. I don't remember doing a ton of the, du- I plus don't the remember, dungeon.
1: I don't remember it being this hard. I don't remember it being this bad. I don't understand. You guys can't be trusted. You played in 2006.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I played trusted, can't be trusted. A- I played Lee's after Reketeer and was like, oh, they expanded the dungeon stuff and it's way harder.
3: Uh-huh. Huh.
0: <sighs> Also the dungeons in Receteer are top down, like it's way simpler. And they're randomly yeah, the they're thing randomly thing. generated too, I believe. Are they? Yeah. Oh. God. That's the thing is that the aesthetic
1: and feel of the fighting in which is the best part and Receteer doesn't have that. It's just a regular top down yeah. 2D
2: game. It's Great. the worst part.
1: Oh but no That's what I'm
0: saying, the shop is the game.
2: Yeah. Like the shop stuff <laughs> is the most fun to interact with and like the character interactions are really nice and cute, but God, really oh boy, the dungeon stuff. Like, I had to stop playing that game because it deleted my save file and I was really far in, and then I never went back <laughs> to
1: it. Karami, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for what it's worth, the, the thing said 300 HP, and then I beat the last boss with 200 HP really easily because the Dark Crystal heals your HP to full when you do a charge attack. It's really <laughs> useful. So I didn't much care for the game. And playing it immediately after Oath and didn't really do it any
2: favors. Oh yeah. See like I didn't know that, that was the context going into Chantelise. It's just like ooh, ooh I
0: think I played Chantelise first before any East games. Yeah, like help, if you help.
2: if you'd played Chantelise after an East game, especially uh-huh. like Napistim, Thalgana, or Origin, yeah, like that's good <clears throat> no, Chantelise does not <laughs> hold water.
1: And the problem isn't the story. It isn't any of the individual it's levels. Just these damn treasures are really bad. It's like if they
2: just stop being trying to be so fucking clever. Yeah, there's nothing. There's, really nothing there's nothing clever about any of it. It's just esoteric
1: bullshit. Like collecting the H. Like oh, we made it so that if you sell multiple copies of the same item, they'll sell for less money <laughs> because the the demand
0: has gone down.
1: Very clever, y'all. They—they they are setting the stage money.
0: for sh- for a racketeer. Yeah, they're building that economy and that world out.
1: Ugh. And then like <laughs> spending max HP to get the bullshit
0: hints. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> like, pretty so bad.
1: That is so wrong. It's just because cl- they want to be clever. And if you buy multiple copies of the mass HP item, they cost more. If you buy multiple copies of any item, they
0: cost more because demand is going up. So I think I, there's definitely an intentional esoteric 80s game vibe that they were deliberately going for with this, though. Well, like La Moana and how it's got a oh lot of that kind yeah, of... John, oh, yeah, John, play La Moana next. You'll think this is the simplest game ever made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've
1: started La Mulana like six times, and every time I'm just like terrified of it. It's like nope, nope, not for now.
2: Another yeah, I've played that day. opening area and first boss of La Mulana like four times. That's a pretty I, good game. I played it
3: without
0: a guide and was like, hmm, I'm stuck like five minutes in. Well, not that quick, <laughs> but like, in
1: they have like a like just saving the game in the original version was like six steps because he wanted to they wanted to make it like the MSX games, yeah. yeah. So, that's the La Mulana experience. If, this this didn't... I, I like the idea of the hidden treasure chest. Like, I think that's cute. I think that because there's no XP, because the hidden treasure chests are the entire game, that's all of it, is finding these treasure chests. Mm-hmm. That kind of killed it for me. And because the hints are bad. If the yeah. hints had been good, then maybe I would have been fine. But I, I like, fall. I, I did the... I screenshotted the hints... Tried my best, following along, trying to play it legit,
0: and just failed. So, I I don't watch. I don't watch. It's like a it.
2: miss. It's a miss. John's giving it a miss. Uh,
0: I think I played Yomu game and Chantelise first, mm. and then I played Ease mm. Origin or Oath and Falgana <laughs> and was like, oh, 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 I, oh that's this, what this feels is the like reference like it's point. Good and competent. No, it's just like oh, I understand what those games were riffing on now. <laughs> uh-huh. Is the
1: Yomu game better than Chantelise?
2: Yes, the Yomu game is really good. Okay, it,
1: are you sure? There's
2: like literally no point to fighting any enemies in it, though, uh. because you don't get experience or anything. It's just kind of <laughs> like the enemies are there, so
1: just like Chantilly's, basically. Yeah, it's where kinda, the money, but the money isn't useful. Like but that, like sucks. the
2: Yomu game, like it was kind of just made more as a tech demo, though, wasn't it? Because it doesn't feel like a fully fleshed out game to me. Like I it's mean, li- they, it's literally yeah. like four bosses and like four small stages.
0: Yeah, but it's huh. like a half an hour long. Like what were you like? Yeah, and then they, oh, they expanded that. that they
2: expanded that into Scarlet Curiosity, but in yeah. adding RPG elements they made it kind of boring. Yeah, I didn't like that. Oh, one. I, heard, I think we talked about this on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. we talked about Scarlet Curiosity. yeah, I played that uh last year. I didn't mind I it. Just, I don't think it's bad. I just think that the I, RPG check, el- I just think that the RPG elements made it like it had to be an RPG now, so it has yeah. to have a sort of progression to it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just like the original, you know, you play through it and you kill everything because they're there. You know, it's a fun action game.
2: Yeah, like, I still... And then then you play
0: E's later and go, oh, okay, this is what you were kind of looking at when you made that, huh? Yeah, yeah.
2: This is the
1: good version.
0: Which makes me feel bad to say, because E's are, like, big studio
1: games. Yeah, they're
2: they're big studio games, and obviously the smaller companies are riffing on them, and you don't want to, like, punch down, but at the same time, it's like... Maybe you didn't learn the right lessons from. <laughs> yeah, that's what the you thing in playing. Chantilly's. Is and that, that's the thing with Chantilly's is, is that learning. it's not the
1: budget holding them back. It's not the scope holding them back because the levels feel great. Hitting enemies enemies feel great. I like the boss fights. Mm-hmm. I like them when, they're, when I've got the right build. And the, the story is nice. The feels nice. It looks great. It's all these things that just could have been so easily avoided if they'd recognized them as being problems. Which, you know, maybe they... And they didn't. This is their vision. Um, cool. <laughs>
0: yeah. Fine. Polly is at top looking for new subs. <laughs> <laughs> You're not
2: wrong, though. Uh, hit me up. Polly at Soxman. <laughs> What's that
0: email, John?
1: Podcast <laughs> No, not that one. I'm still mad at Tom. Last week, it's fine. It's fine. I don't care. What? What, like, what happened? Last week, he said I gave. I told. I told you this in the DMs. He said I gave off a sub vibe. Well, you oh. do. You do. You give off a sub vibe. All right. Oh no. Now he's mad at Polly. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. No, you see, that's just because I don't try to come across as commanding outside of scenes because that's that can be douchey. I think so. I just try. I you know. Just myself. No, no, no,
2: It's fine. It's fine. I'm just trying to just live my, <laughs> my life. I don't know.
3: Yeah.
2: I get you. I get you. I get you. <gasps> <gasps> hey, <This> why. <laughs> I'm so sad about this. Hey, Rhett. <laughs> hey, Rhett, we have a podcast to do. Why don't you talk about okay. something?
0: Uh, okay, so last bit. John's playing the very good game Chantalise comparing it to Ease, which is a game by Falcom.
2: Hey, Falcom makes good video games. Yeah, they do.
0: I I, also played a game by Falcom.
2: Holy shit. Uh,
0: I played Trails in the Sky the Third, finally. Uh, oh, oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, a fucking, big one. Fucking boom. Holy shit. You're dropping my
2: game of the year. Just boom. There it is. Yeah, there it is. And, uh, I
1: see. You're the best Falcom game.
0: <laughs> no, go ahead. So, I don't know how to talk about this one, though. Because you... it's. it's it is so intricately woven into the previous two games, and did you know the, did you know
1: the structure of it going in? Because that's like one of the things I didn't want to spoil for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh like... no. So I had heard one word before going in, and that made me paint a mental picture of what it would be. huh. That wasn't that far off from what it actually was, but I didn't know. Okay. Basically, once I arrived in the thing, I was like, "Oh, right, this." This is exactly what I expected. (laughs) And I will say, like, I wasn't a huge fan of that aspect. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Compared to the other games, you know, going on these big adventures, having...
2: It's it's understandable that the way that this game is... It's the same way that East Origin
0: kind of put me off. And, yeah, when I immediately was like, oh, no, if this turns into East Origin for me, that's going to be bad. But it didn't. Like, they... They change it up enough, I think,
3: mm-hmm.
0: so that you're yeah. not bored. And it, and it li-
1: lets them focus on what they care about, which is yeah. communicating stories about the
2: characters. I think that yeah. that's really <clears throat> the entirety of what that game's going for. I think that it's, like, the gameplay... Like, I think the gameplay in a lot of uh, Falcom games kind of does come second. Like, it comes after narrative, especially when we're dealing with this series.
0: Or this series, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I think, think that
2: this is the most uh, that they've leaned into, okay, like, the gameplay, like, uh, it's just a bunch of dungeons and shit. And we're going to turn old houses yeah. pals into dungeons. Whatever. Uh, now, let's focus on telling these very personal stories.
0: Mm-hmm. I actually did really like the combat towards the start of the game. Because, like, they keep kind of lightly resetting everything, especially with your orbments. Yeah. Like, those first, but... It put no, me no, see, off I, a bit. I actually like that part. Like, really? having to rely more on... More on Crafts again, mm-hmm. like, those first few boss fights I thought were great. Oh, they were, like... Yeah, they're very hard. They're very hard, like, there's f- fights that are like, oh, man, I can't believe I just barely beat this boss by the skin of my teeth, and then it yes. has a second form, and you're like,
3: <laughs> oh, no! And then the you're first like, well, time
0: I've... I got oh, no in that game, I knew I was in
2: for it, because, yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, God.
0: And then you're like, okay, I beat the second form. Oh, you got me, third form. <laughs> Yeah, me. Yeah, but then they kind of don't keep up that doing
2: no, that. It's unfortunate, like that that the uh, the, the, yeah. the the devil bosses in particular are kind of they, yeah. they 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 really um 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 those really fall off after the first yeah.
0: few. I mean, narratively, it does make sense why they fall off, but I yeah, think it boss, does. The boss design doesn't do something else to make up for it. I think. Mm. Mm. It becomes more character focused, also, when you're fighting. Oh yeah, when, know. when you've got more characters in your party. Mm. I kind of fucked up because though I, I actually ended up liking the dungeon stuff enough to where, I was putting a lot of the other stuff off.
2: Oh. Oh <laughs> yeah, I, you're putting the narrative off for a while.
0: And yeah. then I just got to the end game, and they were like, "Okay, this is the thing. This is the." They're just like saying, when no this, return. This is the end of the game. You can't come back. So do so do everything you want to before doing this." Mm-hmm. And I'm just looking at that list, going, "Okay, got like over half of these left." <laughs> so it was like three days of just putting my nose down to the grindstone to get through it, which makes it sound awful.
2: But but like well, you, the best you spent part. Th- you spent three days basically reading a visual novel. Yeah, um, and, and those and, and a real good one, mind you, because the. the, the like as we've said numerous times on this podcast about this game like the writing in this game especially the character writing mm-hmm. and the things that they kind of shine a light on with all of these characters is it's just real good yeah. content
0: but then there were there were a couple moments where you did have to play mm-hmm. there's the one about the three guys oh yeah yeah
3: and it's really the, hard
0: um, <laughs> it's really hard and I was just like not expecting that to be a gameplay one I'm just like I ain't got to aim for this shit. (laughs) Everybody. uh, And uh, thank God for boost mode because of... Oh, man. The sewers coming back.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But that's a real
0: good fucking door, though. Come on. I know, but like, I just can't imagine the pacing of that story without boost mode because it's just like, okay, we've got, you know, act one, and then how about an hour of grinding against like level 10 enemies in the sewer again and i'm just like what you're making me go through this whole thing again and like <laughs> having to find a new exit and there's no map and i'm just like oh my god thank i get thank god i have the sprint button yeah that that one one was, was a little weird and then there's okay. the fish and then there's the fishing <laughs> minigame that that literally
3: fucking cheats
1: it literally does <laughs> I beat all of them except the very last
0: one. I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't beat them sure. all. John. I beat them all. But, John, did you see those screenshots I was posting? I did. <laughs> you said <send them? laughs> it cheats. Where I had, like... Because Polly showed me a clip of After 5, like, losing with 250 or so points.
2: by losing by two points.
0: But he had 250 points, and then the yeah. AI just bumps up two points above him. Yeah. I had, like... Four hundred and seventy, and then the AI just bumps above me by like ten points. So I'm just like, there's got to be a limit for how high the AI can possibly go on easy mode. <laughs> like what the hell? The fact that that stupid fishing mini game is locking me out of like <laughs> the final thing yeah. that was maddening. Because I'm like, I can't just cheat and watch it on YouTube. I've got to beat this You've stupid got to do it <laughs> It's literally the last thing holding me up, though. What the hell? <laughs> oh, I,
1: I did I, not beat most of the mini games. Like at that, I got to the point where I was just like, "Nope, I'm good." Did
0: you, the, the trivia one? The, the, the trivia one's hard. Beat, I think you have to beat it on easy, though.
2: You have to beat... I think you like. I think it's just for the achievement. You have to beat the first level of each door to get the. I achievement. did that. I mean, you wouldn't
0: let me open the last one without having beaten the fishing mini game, the first p- part. I like it, it don't straight remember. up would not oh god I, that's terrible because <laughs> I had all of them except the fishing mini game which had a little exclamation
3: mm-hmm. and then
0: the last one that was open all the other doors wouldn't let me in oh. and then I beat the fishing mini game and then it did so kind of kind yep. of a connection there <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got to the medium on the quiz and it was just like oh for god's sake yeah like, it's a little too the, rich for my the blood new months they're going for like okay like enforcer numbers are one thing but then when they're asking like character names and then yeah all what's the, the name are, of this like,
2: npc and the second town you visit in f- in, in yeah. first chapter
0: <laughs> the names of the towers
1: oh yeah oh, which
0: towers in which region and then yeah the fact that it's all kind of randomized i'm just like for no i got to like question 10 missed and was like oh okay bye later <laughs> later yeah but the
2: title That's screen funny. art for those games though
0: oh they're very good they're, they're so good. Is ridiculously good i like the shooting one yes, was cute. Was... and it yeah. didn't have
2: any hard
1: mode so it was he it was just done which i appreciated
0: I think I did that one on normal and I died once, but then it has a checkpoint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's also an easy mode if you want. Mm-hmm. So how about that
1: Trails in the Sky, the third story, huh? Uh,
0: <laughs> I don't know how to say anything about this without.
2: It's, it's, it's a lot. It's mm-hmm. a lot. I mean, we are most assuredly doing a spoiler cast on these games yeah. at some point. Yeah. Uh So, we, you know, I like—I don't want to spoil these games for anybody just casually listening because literally, like, I think that the, like these we, we could probably call these some of the most soxcast cast approved games. Yeah. <laughs> at this
1: point. right up
0: there with you know Chantelis and such. And oh yeah. <laughs> near Chantelis trails, I think is a good <laughs> yeah. Order. Like the...
1: Undertale. I feel like those all
0: go together. Yeah. I'm um, trying to think of a game Polly hates, but I couldn't come up with them quickly. <laughs> Sonic Adventure. I mean, Yakuza 0. Yakuza uh, 0,
2: Sonic Adventure. Breath um, of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. <laughs> oh,
0: Celeste. Celeste, that's the one. No, not Homestuck's not a game, John.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Homestuck like epilogues.
0: <laughs> the
2: epilogues, it pissed literally everybody off.
1: Yeah, everyone was everyone hated them. I
0: was just like, I liked them. That's I mean, kind of speaking of that, I saw a review of this game that said, it's like closing the Lord of the Rings trilogy with the appendixes. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, it's like that,
1: and it's awesome.
0: <laughs> it's weird, because like, the big JRPG does end in the second game. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yes. It is weird though, because my complaint about the second game I felt when I talked about it was that it doesn't give you the full closure you might want from how much they build up. Right, right. And then this game is like it's half closure and like, that part's good and then it's half setting up future arcs Yeah. and that felt a little
2: weird to me. It's still giving you more to think about because more is going to happen in this land of Zemuria.
1: Yeah, I mean for me, was only like two doors that seemed to lean really hard into that setting up future art Man, there's, <laughs> there's, the, there's, 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 there's
0: two. There's two. Those very were like specific. the last two I did, though. Two mm. very there's, specific. The very last one is one of the ones that goes all in on that, and then there's the Olivier one, which I did right yeah, at the end.
2: That's the other one I was thinking of. That one is basically all like, "Yo, guys, another series exists. <laughs> it takes place in mm. Arabonia." <laughs>
0: It's yeah, called, they, they, I, more I, they about might that. as well as just call that one Trails of Cold Steel, the preview.
2: Yeah, basically.
0: Yeah. But it's also weird that there's two games before that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, are oh, really you, setting this up, huh? You see a lot of characters making ca- references to going to t- Crossbell. It's like, oh it's boy. Like,
2: oh boy, I know some shit's about to go down there.
0: <laughs> So for I, I, me, who is looking more for closure right now, that stuff was a little, like... Unfortunate. Eh. Unfortunate.
2: Yeah. unfortunate.
0: Especially, you know, the cross game situation being that they're, yeah. ne- they're like never going to officially get localized. I
2: don't think so, unfortunately.
0: I mean, they're having a hard enough time with just Cold Steel right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there are fan translations, which is great. I know Polly played through those.
1: Yeah. And there's okay. better ones coming
0: out soon, too. Yeah, so I'm at least waiting for those. We'll
3: see. I remember you
2: being like, no, I'm divorcing myself from this series now. As soon as you finished third, you were just like, no, I'm done. I I, I told myself I'd be over it. And then two days later, I don't want to play.
0: (laughs) I mean, now that I'm getting into other stuff, like that feeling of, because like, I don't know, like, there's always kind of like that post game depression when you beat something really good. <laughs> yeah. Especially with this like, game. Especially with this game. And especially knowing there's like six more of these actually, <laughs> which is also, which is weird. <laughs> so it's not that it's definitely not over, but it's over for now. And that was sad. Yeah.
2: I think that they give you enough closure. Oh, I,
0: I do too as well
2: that, that you can like, you like, I think that the kind of closure they leave you with makes sense with the, like what they're trying to tell you like with, with the yeah. message that game is sending
0: oh my god yeah i mean very literally a certain character <laughs> yeah like they
3: literally pretty make pretty much
0: it... names well yeah it hurts it's it's hard to talk about even in an extreme big Terms yeah. the ending because the ending is just about the hardest I've off- cried <laughs> anything ever. <laughs> for like two hours. Like I said,
2: when I was gonna finish this game, I was streaming it and then I had oh, a power Jesus and then I Christ. had a power outage.
0: They saved you.
2: And then I came back and just kept playing the game, but I didn't stream it, and it's a good thing I didn't because I was crying for two hours, basically. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, oh, right, I streamed cool. the end of the first one for you guys, and I was totally stone-faced the whole time. <laughs> it's a little dip- different of a game. That's a oh, little yeah. bit different of an ending.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. At least that first... The the last boss in this one, again, wasn't that hard. No. <laughs> I'm just remembering that first... The last boss in the first one just <laughs> fucking wrecking <laughs> me, like, three times. For, like, I mean, an hour.
1: FC F- was the... the...
0: The games got harder
1: as they go along, but it wasn't going enough hard that it matched the
0: speed at which I was getting better at the games. So they still yeah. got easier for me as I progressed. Yeah. yeah. I think just third and second chapter, like, they start balanced, and then once you get your orbit set up, like, you kind of just fucking crush everything. Like, Earthwall in particular is just kind of fundamentally it's, broken. Yeah,
2: it's a real broken spell. Like,
0: mm. there needs to be some sort of detriment to, like, either
2: you lose speed. And the fact that there are characters that can, like, for a renewable resource, can cast it and pre- prevent the entire party from taking two hits of damage.
0: Oh my god.
2: It's ridiculous. Oh, how do
0: you get two hits? Kevin's, I mean, com- Kevin's,
2: Kevin's comes with two hits if you yeah. use it at 200. Yeah, yep. but
0: I mean, you're not popping 200 I constantly. Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> if yeah. I give
2: him the Gladiator Belt, I fucking am.
0: <laughs> uh, see, I never. I never used that in this one because I, I was strong enough. I was like, you eh, know, whatever. I got enough equipment to worry about. There's a lot of equipment in this game. Yeah, I gave I gave. Um,
1: oh fuck, what's what Red got? Agate. I gave Agate the two two copies of the accessory that raise your strength and then lower a bunch of other stats. Oh god! And oh, then yeah. I gave him the level five fire and a button, some other stuff, and they gave him a really <laughs> strong weapon, and he was just like. Boom Zay-hunder.
3: <laughs> Boom! Zayhunder
1: Boom! Zvehander! Boom! Thanatos! Boom! <laughs> i really happy.
0: I mean, I that's like literally... swords. That's my Tita build. Yeah. It's just strength plus 200, strength plus 200. Oh, what is it? Like... Attack 5 Red is him. called some... What is Attack 5 called? Kind of
1: like a burn or something? Rage? It's
3: just the Rage yeah. them, I think.
0: But then there's like an Attack 6 that is like even more strength up... Yeah, and an even more was, strength I down. I think that's carnage, and I think that's what I gave on Tita.
2: So it's carnage. Like, so like she's an...
0: just, yeah, just she was walking just... up to
2: the final boss doing fifteen thousand damage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fuck that's funny.
2: It's a real good um, Tita build. How, hey, How good is that final dungeon, huh? It's real good.
1: I like it's it. Good. good. That's like they they didn't try to out spectacle SC. I think yeah so they kind of uh, come at it from a different angle yeah. that winds up being bigger in a different way that made me really happy
0: mm-hmm. it makes re- sense as a closure thing for everyone yeah yeah i really like that- that. also the way the bosses stru- was structured surprised me <laughs> that was really cool because i bought so you get you know a couple zimmerian ore to buy the ultimate weapons mm-hmm. i bought the ultimate katana and mm-hmm. I was thinking, hmm, I can use this on two characters. Mm-hmm. And then you totally can't. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <gasps> 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 um,
1: yeah, I really like this one. I think um, the big difference for me is that I came away from SC. like It's so like finished and satisfying. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's a sort of cleanness, like, tidiness to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, where like even stuff like Joshua's backstory hit me a little bit, just like well okay, that's your that's your tragic backstory like they 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 kind of had a a cadence to it where it started to feel where that what I mean is that third just feels kind of more raw and personal,
3: yeah,
2: yeah, like there's and definitely, it gave me the it's less of an anime tone in this game and more of yeah. very like this game feels very rooted in real emotion.
1: Yeah, so this one hit me hard. It kind of was the thing I was maybe wanting out of SC that I didn't have. Mm -hmm. This kind of fulfilled that, I think. Yeah, I really like the theming in all these games. It gave me a lot of good, good stuff to think about with like trauma and gender. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of.
2: It's a series that tackles a lot, and it doesn't throw any of it like really in your face. Like it's Mm. not trying to be preachy either. No just kind of like it sets its mood it sets it, it. sets everything on the table and just says this is what I am and like it's not trying to push you either way I don't think it's just a very it, man it's just so fucking honest yeah it just has a worldview that it
1: communicates yeah. through how it expresses its story and that's it's, and it earns that by just communicating that world yeah I love it I love it a
0: lot good shit So that's that. That's uh, sorry, no, that's fine. That's fair. After that, I played Pac-Man. <laughs> no. After that, so Trails in the Sky, I picked up in November 2015. Oh my god. And then dropped after about two weeks. Mm-hmm. Still in the prologue. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a long prologue in that first game. It's hilarious in third how short the chapters get. Yeah, I mean, it's so brisk. Like, the prologue in this one is literally one fight yeah, against Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Uh, so, I picked up Trails, uh, like, four years later in 2019. Yeah. And I've now finished all three yeah. of the Trails and Sky games. That's so So, w- when I originally dropped Trails in 2015, though, I picked up another game right afterwards. And we probably talked about this on the podcast. I even said... This is a game I hope to play over a long period of time, <laughs> and, can we, and we can keep coming back to it. That game was Xenoblade. Yo! <laughs> <No!
3: laughs> smash
0: we hit. Uh, even when I started playing it. From in, 2010. It, I think the American release was 2011, though, because remember, there was a whole to-do about it not being released here. It's why it Operation
2: out, Rainfall exists.
0: Yeah, yes. it came out in Europe first, and then when they finally brought it out in America, they didn't even redub it. So everyone is British in the game, and that's fine because I and it's like fun. it it's works fine, great. But it's funny, just like the apathy Nintendo of America had towards it could God. not have been more.
2: Like Reggie they hates sold this game. It
0: games. Yeah, they were like begrudging about this game for some reason. They
2: did not want like they they would not talk about it. They refused. They they kicked and screamed, and it was like. You have thousands of people that are what that want to give you their money for this, and and I swear to God, it's like that uh, fucking dude that um, was running Ready? Sega for a while, uh, and he uh, he hated Bernie. RPGs, so he didn't want RPGs on the system.
0: Was it Bernie Stolar? Or yeah, I else? think it's
2: Bernie Stolar, but he didn't want think... he didn't want RPGs because they don't sell and they're too Japanese.
0: Oh, is he the guy that tried to tank Fantasy Star Four?
2: Think so, yeah.
0: Then I think he went to Sony for the PS One and then, yeah, was trying to take. And RPGs then like, his there, idea then there was no
2: no two D games, no games. Yeah. that would not release two D games, or if you were going to release a two D game, you had to add something special to it.
0: <laughs> wow, this guy sounds like a shit bag. He was real <laughs> shitty. Jesus, wasn't there something about Symphony of the Night they only released here because, of, like Symphony of the Night and Metal Gear Solid came as a pair something like they, that cuz they they only want to release metal gear but konami was like no we want to do both and we they like do both yeah oh fine we'll do your stupid 2D game yeah basically that's <laughs> like fucking insane that's how
2: that's how sony that of america generation was, was wild
0: sony of america
2: just, and, you know under those kinds of uh
0: that kind of shit was yeah but that whole generation in general was just like yo, fuck 2D games yeah yeah like even the N64 <laughs> was like yeah, fuck 2D games, man. Like Mischief Makers, I don't know, it's got three D backgrounds or something. It, like people hated 2D for a generation. it was so weird. Yeah. Anyway. Was sad. Yeah, really sad.
2: So how's how's uh, so, uh fucking Xenoblade treating sorry. you four years later?
0: Um so I've been I have actually been going back to this over time though. <laughs> so I originally quit like january 2016 but i went back so i I have a whole screenshot folder so i can tell when i went back to the game oh my god went back at the end of 2016 for about a day (laughs) and then i went back at the end of 2017 for about a day and then i went back at the end of 2018 for about three days oh wow and there's just there's so i like i went through a whole area and a big dungeon and then it's just like you kind of hit a low point and like a moment of calm in the story and you're just like man this is a long game and there's a lot of combat (laughs) so i stopped there i was laying on a beach and it was just like "Ah, this is a nice peaceful place to sit for a year (laughs) (laughs) and then so i picked the game up so like i've seemed to have almost always started in november like when i pick it back up so i'm a little early this year yeah but this time this time i'm finishing it fresh off that trails in the sky energy yep uh so like I picked the game up though and I'm just like I have no idea where I am, what the last thing that happened. It's <laughs> <'Cause>, like <laughs> that that's like, very familiar. It's very good. It's like cuz those 3 years where I picked it up for like a day and did one area and then dropped it again, I had no idea what order those came in anymore. And then eventually I was looking at the map and like, okay, I did this one, then I did this one. Okay, it's it's all piecing together now, but the like occasionally they'll bring up characters and i'm just like who that again <laughs> i don't i don't remember these characters like i met a very important character and then when they brought him back up again i was like oh oh are you you're important so i had to like very carefully look up yes oh god that having I... to google like shulk meets x character <laughs> without getting <laughs> spoilers
1: uh uh-huh. very tricky <laughs> I'm reading book three of a series now after oh, after putting down putting
0: it down for a year and a half. So I'm just like, wait, what? I don't know what. Yeah. You're, what? This uh, is why when I picked Trails back up, I just started over because I wasn't that far in. Mm. I was like 40 hours into Xenoblade, though.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's there's one where point, you keep going.
0: There's a point where you have to just keep going because it's like, okay, now I'm 45 hours in.
1: Yeah, now you're sinking the cost for. Like, yeah, which is good. Well, it's like I'm not going to reread the old
0: RPGs are so long. You should they're be so able to long. Do that. The the funny thing though is that uh there's a lot of combat in this game and like I may have stopped right before the longest slog of yo there's just like three areas in a row with like almost no narrative stuff at all. God. And then when you finally get to the top of the thing, Everything happens all at once.
2: Yeah, that, that, like, that, that climax is one of the coolest parts of like, any RPG, though. It's real RPG, fucking good. Any RPG, yeah. It's really fucking good. There's
0: like six bosses in a row. Very good. It's fucking crazy. And it's like, I missed an area where you actually can go back and grind. And I thought I just had to do this whole thing
3: mm-hmm. in
0: a row. Because it's like, there's one boss that was really hard. I it took it, like two and a half hours. And I was just like, I'm not going to grind. I'm just going to figure this boss out cuz the combat is fucking through. Cuz you just the strategies you have to use like they are actually pretty specific and just a lot of the... almost every boss now has summon adds.
3: Yeah. So, like, you know...
0: Which is what makes the combat so difficult cuz you know I like using the squishy mage characters and just it's kind of a MMO-ish combat system. You're not mm-hmm. very great targeting. Yeah, you kind
2: of got to get in a rotation. Yeah, and, 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 things and like just that. really
0: hoping Ryan is, like, there grabbing aggro off everything properly. Yeah. And of course, you have to go back to the areas and find the esoteric hidden treasure chests.
1: Uh, and just I just not the
0: rebuilds. <laughs> John, if you want to talk about games where fucking bullshit, like, there's a whole subplot in this game to rebuild one of the destroyed colonies. Oh my god. I think that's what put me off the game in either 2017 or 2018, is like, really trying to engage with that stuff and then Mm -hmm. just being so mad like the game is like oh if you go do the first the first one like we can build the large reactor and something something your gems will be better Mm -hmm. and i'm just like okay i need this one item it drops in like the second area in the game the cave it just it's a random floor item easy enough I run through this thing, like, ten times. I get, like, one, and I need, like, five. And I'm just like, why are your fucking MMO drop rates in a single-player game? (laughs) Like, all the quests in this game, all the side activities are just fucking garbage. Yeah, like,
2: this... This game and Final Fantasy XII, in particular, are games that I feel... Like, they're still trying to be MMOs with the same kind of scaling, even though they're single-player games. And it just... Feels fucking bad, like it's and it's just like here's more systems, here's a bunch of shit that you're never gonna want to engage with, and it's just like man, I don't I don't know how people do it because I've seen like all of the shit that Xenoblade Chronicles Two has, and it's just like oh boy, Jesus Christ, there's so much, there are layers and layers of systems.
0: Like I think this game is perfectly fine if you just try to mainline it, but like oh my god, the quests and it's hilarious. Like, they will just drop so many quests on you for just no reason at all. Yeah, like every like, fucking
2: I, NPC, every fucking
0: NPC has. I to went have to a quest. an area that very specifically had no NPCs in it. They were just like, "Oh wow, it's abandoned here," and then I find a bunch of computer terminals to give me quests, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like "Yo, fuck off!" <laughs> like these quests are like, like this, and the, all the quests robot... are bad. Yeah, it's just it was literally like, kill five of these enemies kill six of this enemy like this is mmo fucking logic like and then there's a couple named npcs it's like oh or not named named enemies like that are stronger than the others oh go kill those like it's just a bunch of boring kill quests and they didn't even give experience they just gave money so i'm just like this is just the worst and then all the everything happened yeah just like a whole bunch of bosses and cutscenes, and i'm just like completely blown away and then I get one quest from a guy who's like, oh, a new area opened up over here. Why don't you go do a thing for me? So I go there, and it's a bunch of level 90 enemies, yeah. and I'm like level 70, and I'm like, I literally can't touch these guys. Why would you give me that quest now?
3: Yeah. It's
0: just very strange stuff. Uh, there was something I was going to say, and it just slipped in my mind. I wanted to say it while Polly was here. Oh, shoot. <laughs> But I'm pretty close to the end now. I think Jetstorm seemed mm-hmm. to imply I could beat it within, like, three hours, which, I don't know, Last Area seems a that's little a, grind. A,
2: that's a pretty, like, yeah. I, I,
0: We're saying I was on Disc 2 or 3 yesterday. Yeah, just
2: yesterday. Yeah. Disc 3s like,
1: are always just short. That's, like, the final dungeon and the final boss. Disc 3 yeah. is the short one. <laughs>
2: They're just go oh, to the Northern Crater
0: did. and... I yeah, do the Northern like... Crater. I think, though, this game has, like, the best cutscene direction I've ever seen.
2: It's got really good cutscene direction, for, despite the fact that the models
0: are kind of really bad. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
0: That's that's what I want to mention. So, I beat Trails in the Sky. Mm-hmm. I come back to Xenoblade for the fourth time with true intent to beat it this time, because there's nothing in my way anymore. Nothing's mm-hmm. going to stop him. So, about that Nintendo Direct. <laughs> 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 I was laughing days. so hard two days after I truly sit down again with intent to beat this game and get like, put another five hours in they announce an HD remake.
2: <laughs> and like, not just like a remaster, they're not just remaster. Yeah. like, this is basic, this they're literally really looks, overhauling it. This looks like Xenoblade 1 plopped into Xenoblade Chronicle 2's engine.
0: Like, they're redesigning the characters, they're making them look all anime now.
2: Yeah, they're getting and, rid of the game's unique look and making it look generic.
0: You know, after seeing the everything that happened, this game's fucking anime as oh, hell. Oh, it's anyway, anime as hell. So, anyway, yeah, so definitely is.
2: I'm just, I'm just more of a fan of the original designs.
0: Yeah, like I'm, like John just said, you're 40 hours in, you're not restarting. Yeah. So I'm you... like, I'm 40 hours in, I'm not restarting. I don't give a shit about your HD remake. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking though, like, when have I ever been like? oh, I would have liked this game more if it was just prettier. And I'm like, kind of never? Yeah. Like, I played the original Link's Awakening and loved it. Mm -hmm. I'm not really interested in the new one. I
2: don't think the new one looks that good.
0: I mean, it's got a neat style, but yeah. I don't really like it. I'm just trying to think of, like, oh, Majora's Mask, I played the original, and I look at the new one and go, okay. Like, that's fine, but I already loved the original version. Like, Their HD remakes are fine, but yeah, there is that weird thing of Oh, you kinda took away the original vision yeah.
3: a bit.
2: Yeah, well like we're all holding out we're all holding out for the true H D remake everybody's waiting for, Battle for Bikini Bottom.
1: <laughs> yeah, y'all got that DM where I um sent you this, another person who's like, I'm dreading that they'll announce a
0: Swiss Switch remaster of (laughs) Xenoblade Chronicles 1. I
2: have
0: to think that Red is not
2: the only person that got bit by this.
0: I can't believe multiple people finishing Xenoblade in 2019 (laughs) (laughs) getting fucked by this timing.
2: I think it's (laughs) hilarious.
0: It makes me happy.
2: It makes me happy.
0: Now that I'm realizing how close to the end I actually am, like... Mm -hmm. Not that I'm going to play the new one, but I don't feel very bad about it anymore.
3: Because
0: mm-hmm. cause imagine the alternate scenario where I wait and then play another 40 hours to realize I was already pretty close to the end. <laughs> yeah, that would be so much worse. <laughs> that would feel
2: real shitty.
0: Although those cutscenes are real good, so I can't imagine what they're going to look Man. like in the new version.
2: Uh, yeah, like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, as soon as I saw that, it, it was, like, more than just, like, uh, just, like, a, a, an upscaling or an upresing. Yeah. As soon as I saw that it was a complete remake, I was like, oh, shit. Those, there's really good scenes that I kind of want to see blown out
0: real good. I just want to see it. I just wish there was, like, a cutscene viewer for this game, just so mm-hmm. I could kind of catch back up on some of the stuff I forget. I was but always also surprised cause...
2: that, like, the Zenosaga Saga games never had that, given that those games are so heavily... You know, like, like, you know, because they're, they're similarly, like, all about the plot. Yeah. But they don't have a cutscene viewer.
0: Theater mode. It's just these cutscenes are so good and I've never seen anything basically have lip sync that actually matches the Japanese like perfectly. Mm-hmm. It's biz- it's like bizarre seeing it. Like, oh, it's like it matches and then it goes to the canned cutscenes where they're actually doing lip flap and it's not matching yeah. all that, super charring. <laughs> but when they try, like it's unbelievably good looking despite the... Op- character models being you know wii era ps2 yeah. looking stuff yeah mm-hmm. so wait this looks different from xenoblade 2 I, I realized i've only
1: like seen footage of two mostly Hmm. okay yeah. good because i kind the of think original... xenoblade 2 looks bad
3: <laughs>
1: but the two... yeah the original xenoblade, game has xenoblade,
2: a much more xenoblade 2's look is subdued just... style xenoblade 2's look is just real inconsistent all mm-hmm. over the place like they oh it's like, blades, yeah. it's, it's 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 anime style, but, but they have so many designers and artists in the kitchen that, like, yeah. there's nothing really that kind of ties everything together, they're, like, whereas, like, the first game does have a very uniform look.
1: Yeah, it just basically yeah. looks like very generic anime to me, yeah. where it's just, like, there's nothing grabbing me about it. Oh, I like this. I'm looking at Chronicles 1 now. Yeah, it looks. It kind of does look a little bit like. It does kind of make me think of Final Fantasy XII, which I'm, I'm cool with. Yeah. yeah.
3: All
1: right. Noted. I'm, I'm gonna. I, I'm. I'm gonna be the one who this comes out on the HD remake, and I'll be playing the original on like Dolphin or something. <laughs> yeah. And I'll just be like, "Well, I'm playing the original."
0: <laughs> That's what I'm playing on Dolphin, because mm-hmm. yeah, gosh, the Wii, like. That's the thing that we never really did justice to this game to begin with. No, it didn't. Yeah. and then what was their response to put it on the 3DS? Yeah, that's better decision. Way to go, smart
2: move. Technical
0: guys. Marvel, even lower resolution. <laughs> I,
2: I the, the the boneheadedness behind that decision is something I just do not understand at all. I mean,
0: it's fine for people that wanted it, but I I'm mean, just, yeah, like, but who fucking wanted it? I it mean, is a that's worse. I like playing.
2: A, I like playing
1: games on the go. It's a like worst
0: version. Oh, I just can't imagine the resolution on those things is so low, and this it was not originally designed for that. Ew, bad. like I like
1: play phone RPGs on the reg. So that's phones kind of have
0: super high resolution though. Yeah, yeah they make phones use are of kind of like amazing. 40 the 3DS days. is like 3DS is like 240p, God. and that was a Wii game, so it's it's cutting the resolution in half. And, like, it was already kind of blurry and pixelated. Okay, Ugh. there's always an
2: exception to the rule. Ballas, of course. John's best friend.
0: Yeah, of course.
2: Ballas has played the 3DS version of Xenoblade and has finished it. Nah, sure. well, no one's actually finished it, let's yeah. be clear. Are you ever really finished with Xenoblade Chronicles?
0: I mean, if you count those side quests, no.
2: no. I, I, no. They, I, I know a guy. I, I follow a YouTube Let's Player named Ballerscuba. Oh. <gasps> Who is still let's playing that game? What? Two and a, two and a half years after I interviewed him, <laughs> he still has yeah, episodes I mean, of that let's play going. He's also wait, uh, wait, let's like, playing Demon Souls right now. If uh, any of y'all want to see somebody blindly stumble through that experience,
0: <laughs> is he actually like doing all the side quests to like rebuild Colony Six yeah, and stuff? He's
2: oh my god! All the side quests, all the heart to hearts, <clears throat> everything.
0: Oh man, the heart to hearts as well. Just what a fucking pointless fucking system yeah because i i got one by accident like so when i was running through that area with like level 90 enemies i was just like dashing through it just to see what was there Mm -hmm. there's like oh there's a heart to heart here with ryan and shulk Mm -hmm. and you know you need max affection for like fucking all of them which you're never gonna get but for them i do because they're in the party all the 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 whole game so so i i view the heart to heart and it's just like Okay, that was kinda nothing. Like, like boy, they I so do about... like
2: being your friend.
0: I like being it's your friend. It's Not
2: even as well. voiced. I know. But I have not to even give it, I have to give it some kind <laughs> yeah. of play by mocking it rhett, or they're not okay. gonna I can't fucking text box on a podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, but the way you were doing the accent, you know
3: That's how they sound
0: Not to me. How long to beat says Xenoblade 1
1: 168 hours for the main story, 164 hours for completionist. Xenoblade oh. 2 65 hours for the main story, 252 hours for completionist. Those all have bright blue rankings. That means a lot of people have submitted completionist times for these games.
0: Oh god. I can't ima- I literally can't imagine something being worse than the first game. Xenoblade Chronicles X, completionist ranking,
1: 279
0: hours. It's more? It's, lo- it's the longest one, is Xenoblade Chronicles X. It's the X.
2: longest one, and it's the worst one.
0: Yeah, that's the one game I'm like, you can stay on the Wii U. <laughs> yeah. God, imagine being a fan of that game, hoping it would get ported to Switch, where they wouldn't have to change anything, and the fact that they do Xenoblade first. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll have probably beaten that by the time we next do the next Sox cast. There we oh, we'll go. finish it tonight, maybe. As saga so,
2: will truly come to an
0: end. Yeah, and then maybe. I can, be, and then I can pick up that Final Fantasy VII replay that I also dropped in 2015. <laughs> I wonder what was happening that year. It's like I stopped liking JRPGs all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah, weird, huh? <laughs> I actually remember what happened with Final Fantasy VII is that I started using my PS4 controller on the PC. Mm-hmm. And the controllers report for Final Fantasy 7 PC is bad. Oh, real bad. So, it, like, it reset everything, and I just didn't give a shit it's at like, that moment. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Polly,
2: you got anything else? Yeah, I got, I got, I got one quick thing, and then one other thing. Okay. So, you got, you got, you guys remember how I started watching Attack on Titan? Mm-hmm. Oh I boy. watched season two. Yay! Season You're two. You're headed on now. Season two is only twelve episodes long. Uh, focuses more on basically like one specific conflict to kind of take back one of the walls uh, while trying to not lose ground. Mm-hmm. Um, still kind of failing at that. Not doing a great. <laughs> they're not doing a great job, guys. Things are still kind of bad for them. Uh, thankfully, the good part of this uh, season is that uh, not a whole lot of Aaron in it at all (laughs) like he's just off kind of like being intentionally kept off of the front lines like there's a big plan going on and they're trying to weed out uh traitors within the group and basically he's on the sidelines for most of the season and it's focused on a bunch of other characters that you either do or don't care much about because again it's less about characters in this series i think and more about kind of the, the state of the world, the state of things around it. But uh, not having a lot of Eren in it also means that it also doesn't have a lot of other characters that I do like in it. Uh, like Mikasa, and you know she's always good at lighting shit up. But, th- <laughs> but thankfully, they haven't killed her yet to give Eren character growth, so that's a plus.
3: That's uh, good for
2: I'll be honest, I think season two feels like filler. Uh, I didn't much like... Lo- like, the action is fantastic, and I think that, like, a couple of the revelations are like, okay, we're, we're still moving forward. Overall, though, I felt like you could condense this in, like, everything that needed to happen in this season could have been condensed in, like, four episodes. I didn't need the other 8 Shonenification, shonen shonenification.
1: I
0: actually think so. People really bitched about a couple parts in the manga. I think season two and season three, part one, already are, like, super condensed. Mm-hmm. From how they originally were in the manga. Oh, man. Especially... I think that's a more of a Season 3 thing that they rush through this one arc super quickly. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's just, like... I, you know what's killing me, though? I what? think Season 2 was, like, my favorite before Season 3 Part 2. Huh. I really like Season 2. <laughs> I don't know. It
2: did not grab me. It, most of it just felt like filler. Most of it just felt like filler to me.
0: I just really like that one relationship. You probably... Which one? which one? The two girls. Oh, of course. <laughs> Come on, Polly. It's me. What, who do you think I'm gonna say? That's a good
2: point. Like, I, I, because there are two very specific relationships in the show, and they're both uh, very—they're very symmetrical to one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the two dudes as well. So, Aww. it's not a gay thing. God ah. forbid! You can't have that. You can't have that in Shonen. That's not—that's a no-no. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I just don't oh, think... I hope,
0: I, I hope you keep going, I'm though. going to
2: keep going, yeah. I, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm starting season three tomorrow,
0: so... Oh, boy. <laughs> so we're all waiting for the guys to catch up and do our anime season cat retakes. It's like, y'all were doing that one,
2: Sim- <laughs> yeah. gear and it's just like, okay, fine, I'll watch season two, <laughs> and then I'll talk about season two on the podcast. And I didn't particularly feel like jumping into season three immediately anyway, because yeah. season two just kind of left me feeling a little, eh. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I like the idea of what's coming. I mean, Be- doesn't Aaron do the thing at the end of this one? Yes. Yes. Like That's so fucking cool. That's they the crazy ju- thing. They don't justify it at all, but it's no, cool. No, they don't. <laughs> don't worry, they will.
2: Okay, good. <laughs> but yeah, Attack on Titan 2. Like, it's... Meh. Didn't really feel it, but... I-, I like the implications of where we're going. So, mm-hmm. so that's a good thing. So... Like, I think
0: this show starts to get really weird and, like, a lot of stuff happens without justification. hmm And then eventually it will all pay off and you go, holy fucking shit.
2: Yeah, like, they're, they're good about, um, delaying payoffs, I think. Yeah. Um, because there were a few of those this season that they had set up in the first season.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: they would flash back to specific moments where, like, where they were setting it up and it was like, oh, okay, yeah, that was clever. All right, you got me. Um... But yeah, I, I'm looking forward to season three. I, I think it'll I think it'll be, it, it'll still be fun. The world's still ending. So, I mean, I still like it. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're
0: losing ground because they're fighting these things that just fucking eat people and tear them
2: apart. Yeah, yeah, it's great.
0: And there's that one really big one.
2: <laughs> there's that one really big one that's really smart for some reason we don't have an explanation for. <laughs> Maybe I'll find something out about that in season three. Hopefully that would be good. <laughs> Because that freaked me out the first, it's like literally the first episode of season two. It's just like, oh, what the fuck's going on? Whatever <laughs> you people told me.
0: The fact that he shows up so immediately is hilarious. It's great. It's great. Because like it's literally the look. next chapter, because I remember when the first anime season ended, people started reading the manga to catch up and he shows up in like the next chapter <laughs> and everyone was just like, what?
2: Yeah. It's just out of nowhere. Like what the fuck is going on? That show's wild. I am. I am eager. I am eager to see where the where where Attack on Titans' wild ride takes me. <laughs> me
0: too.
2: So that's Attack on Titan. Uh, I played a, a, new game. A, yeah. new game. Oh, a new game. A new game. Oh, a new game. New game. New game. One of those. Y'all remember Momodora Reverie under the moonlight? I do. That's it's that's a great game. A, Now that's a Sox cast ass approved game. Yeah. Yep. Pretty universally, and we all remember. I think we. Some of us might that shortly after Momodora came out, the developer, he was pretty excited to start moving on to his next project, and he started passing along sort of video of, uh, uh, that, that, uh, of uh, the, the character. I don't remember her fucking name. Oh. Kaho. I... Kaho. Thank you. Um, uh, they, he started posting video of Kaho fighting things in a 3D environment. And, it, like, uh, it seemed pretty alright. Like, it was like, okay, you're moving on. That's cool. And, uh, apparently we were the only ones that thought so, because this was <laughs> cool. met with intense backlash!
0: Was it really that bad? I It was really
2: bad. It wasn't death threats bad, but it was like, you should stick to 2D, because this sucks.
0: Um... He was just trying to make a spiritual sequel to Chantelise. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: um, Bomb Service, they put out uh, the follow up to Momodora Reverie Under the Moonlight uh, called Menoria and um, this is sort of like a 2.5D thing, so it's still th- it takes place in 3 the third dimension, but it's a side-view game, well, you know. What well,
1: you're... Can I make my 3D game if I just keep the gameplay 2D, if I, if I make everything <laughs> else look the same, please? I just want to make 3D graphics, please.
2: Yeah, it's, it's just uh, kind of what happened here, is that right. idea kind of got turned into Minoria, um, and it's... Uh, game where you you play the role of a nun uh the leggiest nun in the world i might add, <laughs> good lord she got legs for days yes. and they're very like they, they make no intention of hiding that at all with her run cycle it's just like yo they're out there man you like you like you some big ass juicy thighs <laughs> you like some calves you want to nom on down she got them
0: and they're holy so you like... know they're better. After Mobadora put that, you know, cleavage enemy <laughs> yeah, in the like all witch. everything. Yeah. Every <laughs> screenshot, every artwork, they were like, hmm. Just a little bit of sex cells Just a little just the right <laughs> amount of sex. Yeah. Um,
2: so yeah, um uh sister Samilia and um I, I don't remember her, her her Anne Fran, I think? Sister Anne <laughs> Fran or something? It's I can't remember. The story kind of is not mm. good um but it, it it takes place during a war between the church and witches and it's intensifying and like one of the the the, the royal like, the, the, the queen has sort of been cursed i guess by the witches so we're gonna just go kill the witches now i guess okay the story doesn't make a lot of sense it doesn't, oh you're
0: killing them. oh i'd rather play as the witch that's too bad
2: i know really yeah <laughs> So, uh it's another one of those. It's it's a combat focused uh
1: exploratory
2: kind of game. One of those. One of those
1: uh the um, word that
0: may not be spoken. <laughs>
2: yeah, I ain't saying it. It's a two D done. it's a two D side view dungeon crawler. It's a two D side view action platformer exploration thingy. That's what Elegantly I'm put. Elegantly yeah. yeah, there you go. Um the first thing you'll notice when you start swinging at enemies in this game is that it doesn't feel good at all. <laughs> oh god, it feels oh. real bad. The combat it's just so mushy. It's, uh, like When you whack things in Momodora it feels real fucking good. And I know this for a fact because I replayed Momodora Reverie Into the Moonlight after I finished this game and I played it through on hard mode just to kind of put them at the same level of difficulty. And menoria um, uh, has got some issues, some real bad issues. It had worse issues when it launched that almost oh made God. me refund it. But as I was about to refund it, a patch came out that fixed some of my issues with the game. So, the combat feels bad. Um,
0: <laughs> That's a pretty big
2: first one. You can, you can combo into enemy hitboxes and they have contact damage. That feels oh, no. bad. That always feels bad. If, it, like, if you play Momodoro Reverie Under the Moonlight, most enemies, when you start a combo on them, it feels like they hit a solid state so that your character does not like, start clipping into them and causing damage to herself. This mm-hmm. game does not stop you from doing that. Uh it will let you combo right into character hitboxes all day. And prior to the patch, enemy hitboxes that were contact damage w- would do as much if not more than their attacks. <laughs> Oof. Uh the platforming doesn't feel great. Uh, okay. It, it's another pull- not a great bullet point. <laughs> it's not a good st- we're not getting off to a good start here, are we? Well, the um, start
1: was the story's
2: not good. The story's not good. And then the oh, combat's not good,
1: and now you're doing the platforming stuff. That's
2: kind of the three pillars the right kind of The kind <laughs> of three pillars if, that you needed for this game to kind of work. It is an work. action platformer. Um, to, 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 uh, to continue on with the, 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 something I forgot, we, we we were talking about parrying in games earlier. Menoria mm-hmm. uh, has parrying. Does it feel really good? No, it feels really terrible. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> so, it's inconsistent, because... It's hard to tell if enemy attacks are parryable or not because you don't know if you're timing it wrong or if it's just flagged to not be parryable because there are attacks that just straight up are not parryable. Um, When you parry, there is only one course of action after you parry. So you will parry, she'll throw her sword out, parry, she will disappear, and then a bunch of anime sword strikes will start appearing on the enemy. And that's your counter. The problem is that after that counter, you have no control of where your character is going to appear at or land after it happens. So I ended up parrying a lot and then falling off of ledges. Oh, my God. And having to redo a bunch of platforming. I stopped using the (laughs) parry system very early in the game. Because it's also just really slow, and the counter you get out of it seems really ineffective compared to the damage that you would do if you would just, I don't know, oh. dodge an attack and then go attack.
0: <laughs> so is it something like that's really kind of only meant for bosses where you're not going to fall off platform like that? It could be if you. I don't think any of the bosses are parryable though.
2: Oh, never mind. <laughs> oh my god,
3: because goodness. like
2: there there are attack auras in the game that that enemies have, and some of them are red and some of them are white but I don't know what they mean. <laughs> and there's no, there, there's no consistency in, okay, the enemy flashed, and now you know that they're uh. going to do an attack. It's just like, no, they flashed, and then they did a two-second wind-up, and then they attacked, or then they flashed, and then they immediately attacked. There's like, there's no consistency. And i uh. like, what's the difference between red and white? I don't know. The game never communicated this. I've played this game through almost twice now, and I could not tell you what the difference between white and red is. Roll through everything, because you're still invincible during rolling. That's all you gotta do.
0: So the, is that the Is the invincible roll something they pitched in after launch? No,
2: no. Invincible rolling <laughs> is something that was there, but you can still easily roll and clip yourself into enemy hitboxes if your uh, mm. iframes run out which still feels really bad. I mean, that's fair. It's fair, but it's still... But it happens a lot, which makes me think maybe something needed to be redesigned here.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Mm-hmm. The platforming, uh, you can fall through uh, thin platforms really easily for some reason. Like, you just seem to miss them a lot, and I don't know why. It feels like a hitbox detection issue, and I don't know if they're gonna fix it or not. Uh, The world, it's, it's bigger than Momodora's, but it lacks character beyond being just, hey, here's a gothic setting. Here's, like, some real dark hallways. Here's a dark (laughs) cellar. Here's a really nice forest that you end the game on. It's pretty good.
0: Okay. Hey, I like that. It finally said something kind of positive about the game. This is a game
2: game that I feel so weird about because I played it almost twice because Mm -hmm. I feel like I was trying so hard to get something out of it like I don't like I've I, it's, it's weird that I cannot think of another game I've really felt this way about where it's just like no I gotta try this again maybe I'm missing something and it's just like no I, I'm not missing something this game is kind of just this game is kind of not good and it doesn't really feel like it's the game the developer wanted to make mm-hmm. like it just feels very uninspired it feels like this is the one I had to make because everybody got mad at me for wanting to make the other one. <laughs> oh, man. And I feel really bad about that. Hmm, because you didn't want it to be that. Because that's, like, the... That's the... Kind of what we were worried about. Yeah, like, this is a game that I was looking forward to. Like I, yeah, like I was too. Like, this is a game that, like, when I heard it was coming out August 27th, I was like, sweet, fuck yeah, I'm gonna buy that. And mm-hmm. then... Ah, uh, just you know, you get it, and it's just it feels exactly like what I thought it would be. In that, like, and even just like listening, like, like reading the guy's Twitter after the game came out, he just doesn't seem very happy. Oh, uh. like it, and, and like the forum, like the Steam forums for this game are dead. Like, uh. I think its peak number of players was three hundred at some point, and that was like launch day. And since then, like, like, it's just barren. Like, I think this game bombed catastrophically, unfortunately. I mean, and I understand I why. Of... Like, I understand why I just feel bad because I think that it all ties back to that original incident where after Reverie Under the Moonlight came out and he said, he literally said, I feel I have done everything I can with 2D. I need to move on. And then tried to and got such vehement backlash for it that I feel I really feel like that's affected this game. I was and say I, I kept on... playing. I kept playing it because I think part of me wanted to like it because I think a part of me just kind of felt bad
0: for. I mean, of course, you wanted to like it. Yeah, like that's you
2: know. I mean, but I think a part of me was just like, as a developer, yeah. I felt bad because it was just like. I, I kind of feel like this is just not what you wanted to make at all, homie. (laughs) Mm.
3: Yeah.
2: Unfortunately, I've got to give the pass on Minoria. Um, Mm. Like, even as a curiosity, Mm. I think it probably just costs too much. Um, And it's just... And it's like, I don't even want to say it's a terrible game.
0: Because it's It's it's
2: competently put together. It's just there's so much about... (laughs) I
0: don't know. Like, the it, way like you keep talking about all these issues that were solved in the previous game, like that's pretty damning.
2: Yeah, I don't You could play this game and you could have fun with it. Yeah. But it is not going to hold up in the same way that Momodoro Reverie Under the Moonlight does. Because that was a game with a developer, I feel, one hundred and fifty percent behind what he was trying to do.
0: And, and nailing it. And nailing
2: yeah. it. Whereas this game it's just like, I don't get. You didn't want to be working on this, and I really feel it. <laughs> and uh, it, a plus, is that uh, church versus witches is a story idea I've always liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and I may have started work on a new project <laughs> with that premise. Oh my! Not directly. Oh. It's not directly nicked from this. But Mm -hmm. I will say that this put me in the headspace to be able to start working on that project. But Mm -hmm. we're going to consider that project unannounced for a very long time. I will just say that work has been done on it. And I can at least thank Minoria for the fact that (laughs) it inspired me. um, But maybe not in the way that it wanted to inspire me. (laughs)
1: No, I feel that. Oh
2: my god, these tweets are really rough. Yeah, aren't they? Like, when you read the post-release oh. tweets, it's, like, I feel really bad for the guy, honestly. I don't know how
1: I have released so many games and keep thinking of more, when after every release, I spend weeks thinking about how much I hate making games. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alright. I mean, oh, It just... Oh. Man, L- like, I think, like, even if he would just Man, I don't know. I feel like there's just so there's such <laughs> a like. I don't want to speak for somebody. Obviously, I don't want to like say that that's where yeah. he's at with this game. Yeah. But knowing what happened and how this game turned out, like this uh, this game obviously is also facing the first time in a new engine issues, which I think that that's what you can contribute a lot of why this game plays bad. Yeah. Um, and why I think the combat needs work, and why a lot of other things about it need in the engine, you unju- need it to be left in the oven for a bit. But there's just this kind of malaise I feel that hangs over the whole thing. That, like, I don't feel that there was excitement in wanting to make this, yeah. and, and it just comes through with the. You, with the game that I played and how I felt about it, uh, trying to play it and trying to play it more and find more meaning. And I just, I just, and just being unable to, that's a really weird feeling of just replaying the game yeah. again, because it was just like, I'm trying to convince myself of something at this <laughs> point And I need to just stop. Yeah.
1: I mean, th- these tweets he's literally just saying like, Really unsure what to do, do next when my past six games are more or less the same sort of thing. I feel like I got myself into this role yeah. of making the same thing. That was, I need to break
2: free. That's the tweet that yeah. really put that really hammered it home for me that I don't think that Menoria is the game he
0: wanted to make. It's Ooh. like there was a different game he was trying yeah. to make. And <laughs> John, you didn't finish that tweet though. I need I to break free and make Momodora Kart. Turned <laughs> it <in> a <your> joke. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I, I left out the joke for dramatic effect.
0: It's a good joke. It's, it's a very joke. sad tweet without the joke at the end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will say though, on the Steam forums being dead, like I think a lot of indies are just bombing now because yeah.
2: there's so much, out, there's there.
0: So much shit uh, out there
2: now. But like, I thought that maybe this was a higher profile release, like just because I... Momodora caught on... Think... Momodora I think if it had been
0: catch. called Momodora 5, it would have been.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like he probably does feel like the next thing he has to do has to be Momodora, and it has to be 2D. and.
0: Ugh. Momodora 3D, Momodora 64, there we go. There you go. Just fuck the haters, hey, go
2: back to that. At the very least, we got, we got a leggy nun out of it, and her legs are real good. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
2: Even if they're covered, they're still real good. Some long-ass legs on that model, man. They're <laughs> really long. You'd make an entire meal out of those What do you want to do things. to those legs, Polly? Well, you know what? Momodora, or, or Minoria? Best legs of 2019, maybe. All right. We'll see.
3: Hmm.
0: We'll see. I have to look for some contenders. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that's Menoria. That's
0: my okay. last thing. John!
1: Yeah?
2: What oh, else? boy. What
1: else you got? Oh, I'm sure. um, Well, Rhett and I both watched something, um, an animated thing recently, that I'm sure we're both excited to talk about. The Steven (gasps) Universe movie came out. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Why is everybody singing?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why are there songs?
0: I don't understand. I mean, they explicitly marked this as a musical. As opposed to the regular show, which is just a show that has a lot of songs Yeah, that's it. like why I very
2: specifically said I'm not watching this movie.
0: <laughs> There's a ton but of I am so, songs but in I am, this.
2: But I am so checked out of Steven Universe at this point, I just don't also, care.
0: Also, you'd have to catch up
2: on a lot. Yep, yeah. but... and I just don't care that much about it. Uh, yep, yeah. that's fine. As long as you're okay with
1: us making fun of you on occasion. Because...
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't care.
1: Okay, cool. I was worried about. I was worried about doing a pile-on thing. Do it! I it
2: several, do it! I'm fully it. ready for this. I was making was the a, jokes myself. Okay,
1: there's so, <laughs> several. Oh, I hate that there's songs in it, and I hate that there are episodes devoted to not the plot.
2: Yep, that's me. And that's literally like, me. I have was, to laugh at that because that is literally me. And it was the most just like, well, this is.
1: A completely alien perspective to me. <laughs> I can, I will never understand this, Polly. We have, an you see, like, there's no, there's no point where we can like have, like, a discourse here. Yeah, while because, me and John uh, may
2: have, uh, you know, real be on the same wavelength a lot of times, this ain't one of them. Because this is a
1: fundamental divide. Is <laughs> I hate that there are songs, and I hate that it's not focus on the plot every episode <laughs> and that's just the whole show yeah so there's no there's no there's no compromise no common ground to be found not here. at all not at all
0: no you go on anime phil and you find out the episodes of steven universe that do matter to the overall plot hmm.
1: oh well the lars episodes don't matter at all obviously and the stadium <laughs> episodes, those don't matter, obviously um the those episodes the stevani that doesn't really matter um oh wait oh yeah.
0: uh, wait oh shit I, I don't know i don't know did stevani ever matter
3: <laughs> stevani that's gonna make a lot matter. of people did angry
1: did matter if she doesn't show up in the finale then does it really matter <laughs> i guess it doesn't matter that these characters grew and changed and stuff okay if it doesn't matter to the plot then who gives a shit really <laughs>
0: I will say I was being facetious, but also I was a little surprised that Stefani didn't show up in the movie. Yeah,
1: there's a there are a couple of those. Um, there's apparently doing more stuff though, which is yeah, apparently
0: it's not over. <laughs> Even though season five was very much over,
1: season five was very much over. The movies thoroughly ended too. I I think whatever they're doing next is going to look very different. It's going to be very weird. I'm excited. Um, I- I'm satisfied with this as an end point so whatever it is like I'm just uh, coming at it as a new thing I'm happy about it I just I just really like Steven Universe I think it's just good <laughs> I think it's just good all the way through I think it's just good and then if we want to talk like nuance and get into like maybe like I talk with some friends and they like season the end of season two kind of sucking the season of build up by just instantly resolving mm-hmm. the the cluster thing and the other and the giant fu- and the fusion, like yeah, yeah, maybe that was maybe that was a little weak. I get that. I think that's where Polly got dropped off the yeah. show. And I'm like, yeah, maybe it's a little dumb to just sort of drop the tension there. And there's a and then we talked through a number of other little things. And it's like we can have these discussions because it's to come from the fundamental place of acknowledging all of the stuff that I really like about it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I, don't, I I think I'm in a place kind of like Last Jedi where like so much of the discourse is kind of poisoned that just i just get so defensive and annoyed Uh, talking about it oh yeah so i don't like i mean people
0: seem to really like the movie though
1: yeah i mean it's in a better place than it was like two
0: years ago is that oh the the show didn't end that long ago though that was like this year no i'm saying where the discourse was at yeah
1: on the show was just poison
0: was that when a certain reveal happened
1: a number of them. There, there's several yeah. moments where everyone was talking about how fucking evil it was, and
0: <laughs> and, and
1: ugh. okay. So it, that that's where I'm at with Steven Universe. Is like just trying to like have the nuanced conversations is just like no, I, I, I. I it's so poisoned because of the people, the way people talked about it that it's really hard. That's hard for me. <laughs> kind of like Last Jedi. That's kind of where my brain went. Mm-hmm. I really like the movie. I really like the villains. I really like the villain in it. She's very good. And I thought it was a good story and I cried a lot. Okay. Um, there's one other thing we both watched, I think. <laughs> Red. Do you want to <laughs> talk about that? Thing? No, no I did think you should go, you should
0: go first. <laughs> okay.
1: I watched the first season of Simpo Gear. Simpo Yay. Gear.
3: Oh, Gear. <laughs> Alright,
0: so this is also an animated musical... <laughs> Yeah, speaking of shows where characters sing when they fight. Uh huh. So, alright,
1: so let's just talk about that. The effect of that gimmick that they have to (laughs) sing when they fight is Uh just that it's regular anime fighting with an insert song played over it, and then for like a couple shots, they'll show the character's face and they're loosely lip syncing along to the song. Oh, yeah, it's very goofy. Mm -hmm. And it's very unconvincing, is what I'm saying. (laughs) Like, it doesn't, Like it just feels like an insert song that is, like, and then, like, and the the way that the song has is recorded differently and sounds very different from the spoken audio yeah. as well. The way it's, it didn't sell it for me as, like, being sung by the characters until, like, during the finale where they really kind of make it work. Yeah. Uh, so, I think my main takeaway was that I cared about the main cast. Like, I communicated that to you a couple times. Or there's, like, this, especially the main relationship with Miku and the other one. The main, main one. Ibiki. Ibiki. And I cared about Chris, and I cared about the other one.
3: It's and awesome.
1: thank you. And the finale goes really hard. And it goes so hard. It goes so hard for, like, three or four straight episodes. Crazy. It's very, like, we were talking about that last time where things just won't. Go, where they won't have that big ending that we really crave. simple yeah. Um, I think across the board, it kind of felt sort of first drafty.
0: I think it's a very messy show. I think
1: yeah, and the fact that
0: they land the ending so hard is like hilarious.
1: Yeah, because they We're keep like, like
0: bringing up concepts,
1: major world building concepts, and then immediate they're immediately relevant to what comes next, and then they won't bring them up again. And it's just like, okay, you're yeah. just kind of flying by the
0: seat of your pants here. Which I kind of love. Like, the way the last boss basically just announces her plans and, like, <laughs> the whole Tower <laughs> of Babel thing <laughs> out of nowhere It's just that, hilarious. The, the last boss's backstory yeah, is just so out of
1: nowhere. wild. And it just comes out of fucking nowhere. It's not set up at all in the preceding chunk of the show. And it's so weird. <laughs> It's very funny. And then, like, you don't really understand what her plan is until it's until after the climax. And then she kind of explains, like, oh, this yeah. is what I want to do. This is why it would have been really bad if I'd succeeded. And i was like, oh, okay. Glad I know that now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I cried a lot at it because it went really hard. And I, and I was sitting there crying my eyes out at this dumb show. <laughs> and just thinking, I'm really not that hard to please. Right? Oh. I'm not it's not hard to make me happy and I think what happened was I finished it right as the Nintendo Direct was happening oh, like, I was just, and I was just like specifically thinking back to like Nintendo game, like <laughs> Mario Bros. and Breath of the Wild this is so mean just like Simple Gear did it why can't y'all why can't y'all
2: do it it wow. made me happy it's so- wow.
1: look at this stupid show it <laughs> made me happy I'm not hard to do that I'm an easy audience so it made me feel it made me feel like in that sense just like maybe it should be should, it shouldn't be that hard come on and I, I thought about that in relation to a couple other things because cause basically yeah it's very messy and the ending made me happy and it made me want to watch more because I like all the characters I really like I really like oh that's a weird favorite character to have but sure she, she, yeah, she's the one that doesn't transform. I just, she, I, I kept. There's, like, very. It's, it's a very standard like, oh, are they gay? Oh, are these two in love? Um, but then also being like, where they're just so over with it. So I just bought it. I was just like, sure, I'm gonna say yeah. they're in love. I don't care if they, they don't have to say it. O- Straight up, you're head
2: cannon. You can do whatever the fuck you want. They're
0: they're like sleeping hey. together, holding hands, and saying, "You are my sunflower. You yeah. are my warm, special place." Like it's real gay. Yeah.
2: I don't know that. I mean, that's just normal thing gal pals do anyway.
0: I mean, <laughs> and then, you know, Tsubasa look at these heads. good
2: childhood friends. Oh, jeez. <gasps>
1: Miku is
0: my sunflower
1: oh my god that melted my heart but yeah, then like what? she kept basically the most invested I got in the show was when she kept ignoring her girlfriend and then like breaking plans with her girlfriend because she had to go do magical girl stuff <laughs> and then I'd just be like
3: no how could you do this you were supposed to watch the shooting stars <laughs> and then you
2: John and can actually like, enjoy love again you're supposed to watch the shooting stars
3: together. I don't
2: understand. I can't think of the last time I heard John. This react this positively to somebody in love. The last thing I heard is that he hated the couple in East Eight and wanted to murder them. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like,
1: and then so the way that plays out, and when Miku, it's just like this tension building of yeah. like of. The main girl not appreciating her girlfriend,
3: mm. her and also
1: keeping girl. this huge secret from her, and keeping this huge secret from her. And I was just like, do you do you even deserve her? Do you even <laughs> deserve her? Mm. I was like turning on key. <laughs> and then it finally kind of climaxed in, in this nice episode conflict and it was. And then the it comes up again in the finale, and it's very good. There was
2: crying
1: mm-hmm. and,
2: and screaming probably. <laughs> An embrace, embrace was had at one point. hmm
1: mm. And then they actually sing a song in a way that feels uh, like on point yes. the map.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> or actually, like, lands emotionally for me, and that made me happy. And then the show turns
2: stupid.
0: <laughs> Wait, what?
1: <laughs> oh, and then it turns stupid because there's
2: a song in it. Because they're singing. Oh, cool.
0: Every time we see a screen cap of a character saying stop singing, <laughs> we're just going to send it to Polly now.
2: Yep. Shit. What have I done? <laughs> we
1: all have those things now, right? Where it's just like, oh, I see this thing. Send it away. Send it to the rip. Yep.
2: <laughs> oh, look, it's SAO anything. Send it to After 5. There you go. Um, so, so,
1: yeah. I, I had a good time. I don't I don't think I really think it's
0: good. Jeez, um, oh, you kind of cooled on it, huh? Sorry. No, I understand, though. Like, I didn't really care for the first half, and then, you know, mm-hmm. the Miku stuff starts happening. And it's like, okay, I'm a little invested. And then there's that fucking finale, and it just goes so hard. And it's exactly. just like, okay, I'm 100% in. Mm-hmm. I am in. A, I'm
1: like, I want to watch more. I think it's going to need to convince me that it's, like, kind of maturing a little bit. Mm. Um, I think I think it's I was compar I was tier listing it with other magical girl shows. Like I definitely like it more than Flip Flappers. I don't think I like it as much as um the uh, Nanoha okay. um because Nanoha's story just felt so focused. Like it, it did oh, yeah. around for the first half, but like the actual plot, the actual story is just like this perfect emotional core that it develops and builds on and releases in a really strong way. So like that was just like i I think um so I, I feel like either going into Simple Gear, next one, or Nanoha A's, like I know which one I think is probably gonna be a little bit better, but I still wanna watch more Simple Gear.
0: Cool. That's from Matt. right what have you been watching? So one last thing on season one is I think I agree that Nanoha is more focused because I think Simple Gear is just T- trying to tackle so much really. Yeah. Where you have the Hibiki Miku stuff, then the Hibiki and her whole beast mode side, and then Subasa Subasa dealing with her grief. And then the whole Chris Jans thing. Mm-hmm. Like there's a bunch going on in that show. And it moves like, They really just fast. have
1: the fate thing. The fate from Nanaha thing. Yeah. fate is, is, is Chris. <laughs> but then it's like condensed.
0: Yeah. She turns real kinda suddenly at the end. Like, I'm mm-hmm. a good guy now. I was like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, they don't sell it the way that they
0: do in Nanaha. Yeah. Uh, so so last time I talked about Simple Gear Season 2, this episode we're talking about Simple Gear Season 3. Yay! <laughs> All right, let's do it! Polly's just like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> so I had a funny thought right before I started this, where it's like, you know Sailor Moon? Sailor uh, Moon seasons are like 40 episodes long. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, they go on long. There, there's a lot of filler in them so yeah. simple gear it gives you the experience of watching a sailor moon season without all the filler because there're these nice little 13 episode mm-hmm. seasons it's a very nice little,
2: tight compact six hours
0: yeah little did I know that Simple gear season 3 is by far the most sailor moon of them Uh-oh. all so far Uh-oh. in Excellent. that in kind of a good and bad way I Uh-oh. don't necessarily mean that as a put down immediately but it's like oh i feel like the show definitely kind of changed gears a bit here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where the first two seasons like with chris and then the season two cast like they're writing characters that aren't irredeemably evil so that they can be redeemed later on Mm -hmm. and like kind of have you know character growth season three starts with a villain who goes i'm gonna destroy the world all right and then she she stays that way she wants to destroy the World the entire season, and she has four minions. These elemental themed uh, dolls. <laughs> it's a goddamn oh, RPG. There's a fire one, a wind one, an earth one, and a water one. Jetstorm th- wrote this, <laughs> and they're really cool because two of them have like the shark teeth thing, and they're just they're evil.
2: I like, like shark teeth thing. Shark teeth thing yeah. is always good.
0: They look shark really great. One, one of them, ki- the fire one, kind of looks like Uzume. That's with great. So that she's really great. So, like, they're fighting just these evil characters this time. But then the season just kind of falls into being a little more predictable, I think. Where it's just like, okay, like, Monster of the Week stuff, really. And then when yeah. you realize, like, oh, this character is paired with this villain. And then they're going to complete their character arc by defeating that villain. And then you realize, oh is that the next four episodes? And then it oh. is. Oh. It's, yeah. That. Mm. So it's like, oh, yep, okay, now this one's going to be defeated in this episode. And, you know, when you've only got 13 episodes, four that's is not a lot. A lot of,
2: that's not a lot of runtime when you got four baddies.
0: Yeah. Mm. And then the ending finale does not go nearly as hard as seasons one or two. Aww. Mm. I will say, so... You, biggest, start, you had a strong reaction when you started the season, though. The biggest tease in this show is that the first episode is fucking incredible. Like, you know how in, like, action movies or, like, James Bond stuff, movies will start with an action scene that has largely nothing to do with the main plot? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just do that in this. Where oh. the, first, the first six minutes is, like, them tying up a very tiny thread from season two, and it has nothing to do with season three, basically. But it is just This fucking crazy, like, animation exposition, or... Exhibition? Exhibition, yeah. It's just, like, the six minutes of complete nonsense that is absolutely friggin' glorious. (laughs) It ends with Hibiki suplexing a spaceship.
2: (laughs) It's very good. That's pretty fucking incredible.
3: Yeah.
1: And I don't know if they changed this later on. The main girl... Everyone has their special weapons. The main girl's weapons... Or punching, yeah, that's good.
0: that's really good. Very good. That's, really that's why I say in season two they make it explicit that her power is holding hands with the other girls <laughs> to channel their energy. Yeah, she, so she's still punching. She's still, and then she suplexes a spaceship. It's that very is, good. That's
2: not really all and,
0: and then, so this is still in the first episode. Then there's another uh, Idol concert because, of course. And then they start to introduce the villains. It's just, like, it's the most jam-packed first episode I've ever seen. (laughs) Because it's just, like, oh, you're just giving, like, all these things, like, six minutes to breathe. And there's, like, a tiny bit of School Slice of Life stuff Mm -hmm. just so you have a moment to breathe. But, yeah, overall, the season was just a lot more playing it straight and, like... Mm Like you talked to me, John, earlier about how like season one has this edge to it, where like it's kind of violent sometimes, and like there's that scene where Subasa uses her climax song, and then is like you know bleeding from her eyes afterwards because yeah, she's, she's almost dead. They've definitely kind of toned that kind of stuff down, and just okay. it's playing it a lot more straight. And I'm like, don't know if I'm gonna rush right into season four because I'm like, it I feels heard season... like they're
2: pulling back from the things yeah. that kind of really like. It sounds like this is a show that. Well, whoops, it got an audience, so now we need to take out the the crazier parts, the the, the things that gave it more of an identity, because now it's got the chance for wider appeal.
0: That's Mm. a pretty good way of putting it. I am hopeful about one thing, though, is that Seasons 4 and 5 were actually greenlit at the same time, Mm -hmm. so I think they have a more connected story this time, where I've heard Season 4 is kind of a big setup to 5. Mm. And, and five has like a super high rating on my anime list right now
3: because
0: <laughs> it's the true hardcore is watching it right now while it's still airing yeah
3: mm. but
1: season one does not have a high ranking on no it house. has like a seven it's unbelievably low it's like number three thousand five hundred <laughs> <in all> shows <laughs> wow like it's that's hilarious. as low as i see
0: anything i've ever watched basically i think i've watched stuff with lower scores but Like, 6.8 or something will be about as low as I'll go. It's so weird, though, because when I was originally going to watch, like, oh, it's this magical girl show, and there's five seasons, like, I was expecting season one to be super mediocre and for for it eventually to blossom into something better.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And then season one goes so hard at the end, I'm like, oh, awesome. And then for it to pull back in the middle is kind of strange. Yeah. Mm So maybe maybe next time I'll have the season 4 review maybe not mm. I actually did watch one other anime what was this it this one uh, it's called Princess Principal, which is a very bad name which is why I put off watching this
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, this is a show by the studio that did Gale Gun Online which mm-hmm. there's a- gun gale i forget which order yeah you linked
1: me this character designs because and i was like oh yes this
0: does look like that so it's the same studio and the same character designers but you know different writers but yeah uh this is a show about uh, five girls who are spies in kind of 1900 europe Mm -hmm. and it's a very cute show and very good and like there's a little bit of action it's more of a spy show Mm -hmm. and one of the girls is the princess of the nation (laughs) that they're infiltrating Cool. Which is a very good premise, I think. Yeah. Because when they first make contact, like, they've been assigned, like, to to kill and replace her, basically. Yeah. yeah. And then she just ends up joining them as a spy, convincing them that, that she'll be more useful that way. <laughs> it's a pretty good setup. So, yeah, it's kind of funny just watching a show that I've literally never heard anybody mention ever.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and then I've... being like, oh, this
0: was, this was actually pretty good. Nice. Like nothing amazing, just some solid episodic episodes. You know, like there's not a whole lot of overarching plot, which I was kind of disappointed by. Yeah. So it's just like oh, like it's very kind of playing it very straightforward. Like mm. oh, and here's our two episode finale that is way more rushed than it should be. Mm-hmm. If only we, if only we'd given it three episodes of time, because you know just kind of the anime formula. Yeah, you, of you... like. You've either got f- 24 minutes or 48 minutes, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the finale went a little fast for my liking, but it did have a satisfying resolution. That's in good. Way, that counts for a lot in anime that, now. Yeah, it kind of yeah. does, given you know, <laughs>
2: show's actually ending. is not a thing that happens well, very
0: often. It's not that it actually ends, though, because there have been, like, kicking around rumors of a second season or a movie for apparently a year now. Oh, jeez. And no one, no, like, it seems that it may have been quietly shelved, like, no one seems to know it all right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen, I've seen it be called season two, I've seen it be called a movie, I've called it been, seen it been called, like, they're doing the six 50-minute episode things, which is what, uh, Huh. what's the Tank Girl show? You know, the Tank Girl show. The Tank Girl show. Girls yeah. in Panzer? Girls in Panzer is doing six 50-minute movies. In place of season two, (sighs) which is like literally the worst possible way, because it's going to take like four years to. Yeah, that's misery. So Mm. I've heard this show might be doing that, which I hope that was just somebody speculating. But maybe nothing will happen, and maybe it's just over.
2: That's that. (laughs) I don't think
0: don't think this show exactly lit the world on fire because nobody's
3: ever Literally literally
0: never heard of it. Yeah, I just it was a cute show. Girls, girls who are spies, and they mm. have kind of cute powers. And you One said them, you
1: watched it like without anybody kind of pointing you at it, and how that was kind of cool? Like,
0: yeah. To just dive just into like, something and have it be good? Diving into something good. with no recommendation. Like, the only connection I saw was, like, hey, tangentially related to Gale Gun Online,
3: mm-hmm.
0: which is the good Sword Art Line spinoff.
3: Yeah. Can, which, that,
0: that... the show that made me work so hard to like it because... That connection was so awful. It's such a poisonous connection. It's so poisonous. <laughs> but, that, but then that show goes so fucking hard at the end. Gun so
1: fucking good.
0: It's so good. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh,
0: Lord. But yeah, there, there's a slight little romance in this one as well. And that was what I was able to latch on to mm-hmm. in the finale. I like
1: me and where I was like, "Yeah,
0: okay, I like this. I like this a lot. And my voice is like gone now. All right. You've been at it for
2: a bit. We have been at it for a bit. So I guess it's time to wind it down. Yet another fabulous and amazing episode of the SoxCast. I want to thank everybody out there in Twitch land for joining us for the live stream. And anybody downloading it, of course. You all were awesome. And we love you a whole lot. Thanks, of course, again for the bits and the subs. They're also very much appreciated. Now, one more time. Before we get out of here, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> oh god, oh god! Remember, remember, John, if, you fire, god. if you fuck it up, you're fired. How about that? All
1: right, it's and I well, really
2: mean yeah, it this time. I will, say, I will say it. All right, so if you he, can send okay voice recordings
1: to Polly at SoxberryPeopleSexy <laughs> Woo! And you can send text emails that will read on la, on air at. Podcast at net.
2: John Thayer, Yeah? Tell the audience where they can find you and your various creations. Um, podcast at SoxFayPeopleSexy.net <laughs> <laughs> And remember, but, we're the but, podcast that loves know. you. We're the only ones that love you. <gasps>